Welcome to What Are You Doing Movie? Our movie this week is World War Z. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blurry of World War Z. Unrated. Press play and press pause. When the Paramount logo fades to black, first frame to receive all black, press pause. And second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. At which point, I'll press play. You'll press play. And we'll watch the movie together. It'll be perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, with four friends in your head. Those friends will speak are myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian, William Fenifter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. Brains. This is an undead movie, you guys. And <laughs> my God, if you were a part of the uh, internet film community for the four years before this movie came out. <laughs> or have out, listened to yeah. half of our shows. Longtime listeners <laughs> yeah, will remember well, us no. discussing yes. this. We have a long and colorful seven. history with this movie. As an exercise for the listener, can you recall the 90,000 different things we learned about this movie before it came out? <laughs> yes. Uh, first First of all, it's like, holy shit, World War Z came out. This book, Max Brooks, that's fun. Mel Brooks' kid, cool. He wrote a book that's awesome? Who knew? Great. They're making a movie out of it? This could be awesome. And then all of a sudden, we start finding out bits and bits but and bits more. But how would they make a movie right. out of that book, we because asked ourselves. Someone, <laughs> someone uh, give the kind people a, a brief summary brush up on what our thing about the, the way the book was written versus how the movie was sounding it was going to be. Well, it, the, the book the, isn't like this. No, the book needs to be adapted for the screen by Ken Burns. Like, that's clearly no, what Or be an HBO series yeah, or, yeah, it's or something. It's, because the book, if you haven't read it, is just a and series of of different people recounting after the fact their experience in the zombie apocalypse, uh, and it's all you know different perspectives all over. So it's very very episodic, and each person is a different uh, perspective. And uh, it's, so it's, it's global. It's yeah. It's every it's looks at the, it's, the it's economic the, aspects of the zombie and it's the small war picture, and, the big picture, the you know the U.S. and and Asia and all, every different part of the world. Uh, so it's very, very episodic. And there's and, no main character. And no main character whatsoever. It's the opposite of a main character. It's yes. like, here's everyone on Earth. They all get a part of the story. As yeah. opposed to following one dude around the, the well, as, as we always probably... Well, the main character is the unknown interviewer who yeah. presumably is gathering these stories. Yes. Yeah, that's about the only through line that you can find in the, in the original book. So when it comes to be that, it's like Brad Pitt's in this movie. Right off the bat, everyone goes, well, wait a second. You know what cast Brad Pitt in a movie where it's going to be like, there's going to be 30 main characters in this? So what's going on, you guys? And the more we found out, the more it's like, yeah, it doesn't sound like they're doing the book at all. And then the more we found out, it's like, why do they just like push back the release date? And why are they? What's all this? And then all of a sudden, they're like stories coming out where it's they're re, they're reshooting the like back third. The, of the entire movie? ending. What's is being reshot? What is going on? World Wars? Like at, at the at the outset, we were so excited that it was happening, and then it started to sound bad, and then it sounded like this is going to be a really really huge train wreck, and then the movie was great. Or at least not awful. Like, <laughs> yeah. how the hell? The movie is solid. Yeah, the, yeah, the it's movie is totally solid. If you didn't, uh, as I've been saying, it's like, if this weren't called World War Z, if you told me this were yeah. a Romero movie called World of the Dead, I'd be like, he fucking stepped yeah. it up there. Good Nailed for him. It. Yeah. Nailed it. This like, is, anyone would be proud to make this movie. It's perfectly fine. It's just, it's, 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 it's one of those things where it's like, it has all the, it has all the pedigree of Waterworld where it's like, oh my God, this is going to be just like you said, a huge <laughs> right. train wreck. And it's, it's like, like yeah, you know, it's actually it's pretty okay. good. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like, it's like people, people, it's like, and, and as someone has said, finally, when the dust settled, everyone said, and they could still do the book because they didn't. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> this has nothing to do with the book other than the concepts. So I was walking into it thinking this was going to be pretty bad. And then I think I saw it the day after the couple of days after it had you know premiered. So th- I had seen a review or two that were like, you know, it's not bad. I was like, interesting. And I, it turns out I liked it a lot. Uh, it's not it's probably not in my top five zombie movies, but it's up there. It's up in the top sort of ones that I would recommend. Uh, and that certainly does not include all zombie movies it's good and it's fun and it's dark and i spoilers i i love any movie where it's it's like you know what would make for a good vaccine in this particular situation ebola <laughs> all right we're gonna give everyone ebola everyone yeah. come everyone get some- gets ebola 
It'll give you autism, but it's it's fine. <laughs> but no, I, World War Z is great. The ending is dark and fucky and screwed up, and that's the sort of thing I like to see in a movie like this. And everything else is just tension and world building, and it works for me. Works gangbusters, Brian. Yeah, it's a solid movie. Like like Trey already said, it's not the book at all. Which the book is amazing, so it's great that somebody can still come along and do the book at some point. <laughs> the book uh, is not spoiled for you, so yeah, feel yeah. free to go read it. It's great. Yeah, uh, but as if you, if you just separate this movie from the concept of the book that it came from, this is a very very solid movie. Uh, I like the fact that I, I'm not I, I'm not I don't have exhaustive knowledge of the zombie genre, but I feel like out of everything I've seen, this is the one that does a wide scope of the whole thing best because the yeah. tip the, it does do a global because yeah, most, it, most it zombie movies traditionally thing. are farmhouse oh my gosh yeah it's the farmhouse or the mall or whatever because yeah. the whole point is to do a movie on the cheap uh, but this really goes okay this is the global perspective or a global scope on 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 these events um, so that's great that's something I've wanted to see for a long time and I think it nailed it um, pretty pretty confidently do you think um, Brad and there's Pitt a lot of there's there's good subversions uh, in yeah. in this that we can go over. I mean this there. this is essentially like you're saying not in terms of like quality or cultural impact but this is the Star Wars of zombie movies yeah. in the sense that you know st- sci-fi movies used to be like a thing on a string and then it was yeah. Star Wars bang and it's like holy shit yeah. and that's basically you can make a movie out of that yeah. <laughs> and that and that's basically what they did with the zombie genre is it was you know the, this cheapo thing and then they went how about we spend 200 million dollars on that and see what happens <laughs> yeah yeah or 300 million when you throw out the last act yeah or whatever it turned out to be anyway mike uh, did you have anything else to no, say? No, go for it. Um, I don't think Brad Pitt gives particularly good everyman, to be honest with you. No. I think he does, actually. I, I, I like him I, just fine. I just I think Brad Pitt, you know, I think it's when he has to be anything else is when he starts to not be satisfying <laughs> for me. Fair but, enough. You know, and he just has to be that guy, and sure, okay. You know, it's like, it's like there's a pretty short distance between Brad Pitt and Keanu Reeves, really, <laughs> in terms of the, what they do well on screen. Hadn't thought about it, Mike. No, Brad Pitt's much better actor than Keanu Reeves. I yes, I, it's, that's true. I, I, well, he's more yes. I'll grant you that. All right, okay then. <laughs> but Brad Pitt doesn't have. Okay, like, we don't have to fight. A lot of range. He's uh, he no. doesn't quite have that Tom Hanksy kind of range. But anyway, go ahead, Mike. Um, yeah, I mean, I I was I loved the book when it came out. I loved the Zombie Survival Guide, which was the the. Mm-hmm. Uh, precursor, you know, precursor yeah. to this which was just which was fun in that it took things so seriously and, and all of that and then um and it, it kind of led off with if we're all not careful this could really get fucked up and then the sequel to that was world war z which is 10 years after it totally got fucked up because people weren't paying enough attention and the zombie survival guide isn't a novel no the, it's, it's it's literally written as a right. survival guide and world war z is yeah um and it's it's yeah, after the fact, investigating how it happened, how it how it went down, and and all of that, and um, uh, the I got a hold of um one of the initial like the second it's it's labeled as the second draft by uh, J. Michael Straczynski, who is still one of the credited yeah. writers on here, and it was it that version was actually pretty close to the book, um, in the sense that. He, it was this guy, the Jerry Lane character was going around and interviewing people and investigating what had happened and, and, you know, there'd be flashbacks and stuff like that. Um, and then the next draft I have several years later, still credited to Straczynski is basically this movie. Hmm. So somewhere along the way, they, you, it, it was, you know, kind of, well, it, it sounds like it, the crucial it, difference is just interviews. The crucial, well, the crucial difference is that this story versus 
the book and versus uh, what Straczynski originally tried to do in translating it to the screen. The crucial difference is this is the movie as the events are happening. It's trying to tell the story as the events are happening uh as opposed to looking back in retrospect. And the the only issue with that, and, and, you know, I've obviously agreed that it's a perfectly solid movie and all of that. The only issue with that is lacking the retrospect there's not a lot of it lacks the social commentary or any potential for that or political commentary or any of that that right. the book had and that honestly romero's films often have right. um and so it's it's very <laughs> it's very plotty and it's very this happens then this happens then this happens and it's exciting and and interesting to watch but it it is lacking an underlying this, this, kind of this might be a really weird analogy but it's almost as if world war z the book is about katrina and everything that happened in new orleans after katrina and sure. world war z the movie is just wow a hurricane's hitting the city yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that's exactly and, what it is and really as much as we want to go oh they're not going to do the book i if it was me i wouldn't have done the book either because the book does not make a good movie. As it's written. certainly not as exciting. The as book this. makes an awesome book. Yeah, and as we have said, the book would make an awesome Ken Burnsy faux yeah. documentary about here's the crazy story about the world war against the zombies. That would be a great format. But as a ninety minute, two hour summer popcorn thriller, to lock it into a framing story of this all already happened. How do you make a compelling, exciting story out of that when it's all over already? It, it was more of a wow. that, that version of it was more of a political thriller where he's trying to cut through yeah. that, that that story was everybody is still trying to cover their own asses right. and and so they're, that's, and, that's an approach yeah so so it's more of a political thriller where occasionally there's a flashback and someone gets bit in the face so, like that's that was what and that clearly what happened was, was that because and actually weirdly enough I I was at a I, probably Comic-Con, but I think it was actually a different convention wherever I happened to be, where uh, George Romero and Max Brooks and Michael Straczynski were all on a panel together, and Straczynski said, I'm not really supposed to say, but I did just deliver my first draft of World War Z to the studio, mm-hmm. and you know, oh, sweet! You know? And so, and I, which was probably that draft. Yeah. And, and, I, and this is one of those things where it's like, again, all of our internet conventional wisdom says, well, this is how you create a train wreck, but really, the best idea was whoever it was in the chain of command said you know what why don't we just drop the whole historical thing and just tell a straight thriller with this story how about that because i think as far as creating a satisfying movie that didn't have to try and fit itself into a a, you know a round hole i think that was the right call for this movie i think just let that go and just let's make a straight thriller and put all of our eggs in that basket. And and I think as far as crafting a successful movie, and this is Brad Pitt's most successful movie he's ever been in, made five hundred million or something worldwide. It's a you know, solid, solid bona fide hit. You know, I, I think they I think they made the right call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, it's certainly to to do that version of the movie. I I thought it was a great read. It probably would have been a great movie, but it certainly would not have done those numbers without the spectacle. It would have been a great art zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was certainly a lot cheaper yeah. <laughs> than this one was. Yeah. Um. But um. But yeah. Ultimately, you know, like you say, clearly, just from a business perspective, they yeah. made the right choice. They made the right choice. Cool. It's just one of those things where, you know, by the time that you'll say, "I here is we're going to sell you." The axe that George Washington used to chop down the cherry tree, but it was old, so we did replace the handle and the head. <laughs> but here yeah. it is, and that's there's World War Z. It's like <laughs> it's based on a novel, which isn't there anymore. But but it's but still I, a very nice axe. And yet there is a chain of events that shows <laughs> that it is based on the novel, even though it is in no way based on the novel. Yeah. Cool. With that in mind, you're at the point where the Paramount logo has faded to black. As we are here, put your finger on the button. Three, two. 
one unpause. And we're in. And this is the this is the uh, extended cut. Unrated cut. Unrated yeah. cut unrated. Which is the only one I've seen. I didn't see the oh. original. Okay. Um, uh, it's only, it's there's nothing substantially it's, it's different little about bits, it. It's not like whole other scenes are added from what it's, it's like, yeah. there's just scenes go on eight frames longer and there's more blood. And, yeah. and from what I know. gather, it's basically that this movie was going to be an R and they said, lose these shots. Yeah. Yeah, the, the final nail in the comment is like, and then it's going to be released as a PG. Oh, this thing is going right. to be the biggest turkey of all. <laughs> a zombie movie that's PG-13 can't possibly work. Yeah. <laughs> everything <laughs> we know is everything we know is wrong. There are like twenty title cards, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw this in the theater uh, with a friend, but we actually were a little late, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. The title cards are still going. You can go in. <laughs> yeah. Get some. Oh, we missed everything uh, before the uh, the RV. So I had only seen like pre RV stuff uh, yesterday. Mm. preparing for this but yeah um uh, i was definitely surprised at the number of title cards yeah, yeah. in the title the, cards twice we get them as yeah. as vanity cards and as titles yeah and it is int- it is interesting also to read the um to to read the scripts and to see how straczynski structured it to like fit, and it was a it's actually amazing how much from the book he fit in because i also reread the book or at least i reread half the book and then i was like no time and then read a summary <laughs> of the rest um but but how much he managed to work in uh from the book and he he jumbled it up and restructured it sensibly you know to to get it all in but effectively the beginning it started with uh, what in the book is the Battle of Yonkers, and what in the, the true, script yeah. was uh, the Battle of Philadelphia. I don't know why they moved it. Presumably, it was Yonkers in the first draft of well, the one I read. Credits, probably. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. It was yeah. it was Yonkers in the first draft, and then the one I read was the second draft, and then it, and it was Philadelphia in that one. So somewhere in there, they went, "How about we make that Philadelphia?" Yeah. I have to say, of, of all the concepts that I wish they had kept from the book, I I did miss the Battle of Yonkers because yeah. I thought that was such a fascinating thing and such a and and one of the things like okay if you just take that as a scene and find a movie to put that into that's an awesome scene yeah. because yeah. The, the amazing thing about the whole point of the battle of yonkers and this is you know a minor spoiler if you haven't read the book but it's awesome is okay there's zombies zombies are real the government mobilizes we send the army to and it just turns out that the sort of the 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 big the big first encounter of the two armies is in yonkers new york and the military loses terribly. And then there's in this retrospective look, it's all about how everything the military does is exactly the wrong way to handle an, a zombie army <laughs> and, and breaks that all down about, you know, the, the, that's a Yonkers is a huge defeat for the, it was, it was like, Oh my God, we can't actually stop the zombies. And that's the turning point. And right, zombies don't present a front. They present. Just well, it's all plague. about how it's all about how, you know, the, the military's thing is, is you dig in and it's like, well, if you dig in, they overrun you. That's the first yeah. mistake. The second thing is you can't, can't scare them. You can't wound them. Right. You can't make them stop attacking. You will, you will never make them retreat. You can't yeah. shock and awe zombies. Yeah. Right. So so the soldiers like, are also trained to shoot for the body because yeah. the head is and much that taller. That that's yeah. not fatal. Yeah, you, you have yeah. to retrain them and shoot them for the head. So that that's a very key thing for that book because that horrible learning experience is a, a major turning point and then it's borne out through many many vignettes about the way humans gradually grasp how you have to fight this this battle i just like how right off the bat that whole thought experiment of how, how would a modern military fare against yeah, that's what, that's what's those so answers immediately put a different tone on the book and it's like okay we're thinking about this let's think about this 
And it's just, it's a fun read. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what makes, that's what makes World War Z so compelling is it looks at it from all these different perspectives, including economically, you know, how does the world's economy react to this strange new paradigm? And, and even the post zombie world, you know, what is that world like now? What are you, how has the world adapted to the fact that zombies are a thing that now exists? Was, uh, World War Z, it was published before the financial crisis. Yes. Uh, yeah, it would have had to been because the, one of the early, it was 2006, 2006 when it was published. Um, but uh, uh, what I was saying is that's, that's one of the reasons that interestingly, you know, like a vestigial thing about this, about what the movie ultimately became, like you said, the, the path of, because it was, it was the battle of Philadelphia and then it just slowly became, we are first introduced by Philadelphia being yeah. overrun. Yeah. And that, that's just kind of what it um, yeah. became. The, the, the Battle of Yonkers is more or less the equation. I guess it is it Jerusalem or whatever the, you know, where it's like, uh, okay, yeah. so we got big walls yeah. and we got helicopters and surely we'll be fine. And then it's like, well, but you didn't think about this, did you? Because this is just a different kind of enemy than anyone's ever faced before. So the fact that, you know, you still get that sense of, <clears throat> a modern technological army being overrun by the completely untechnological enemy who just have sheer numbers and and <laughs> sheer f- fuckedness on their yeah. side. It's just like they they just won't stop coming. That's how do we do it? How we do that? You get that sense of it, but not the not the really interesting clinical breakdown of exactly why a technological army can't fight a zombie horde. Um, but you still get the sense of it of the you know surely we'll be fine. Wow, we were so wrong about that. <laughs> uh, last time we're gonna say spoilers. we're Americans. When did we <laughs> yeah. ever fuck what something could up? Possibly we're ten and one. Last time we're gonna say spoilers because obviously we're gonna have spoilers in this. Yeah. But was the idea of you can infect the dead in the book? I don't remember that. Where like if new. you have a terminal illness, no, zombie, not, not in the least. That's yeah. a really that's cool. the that's whole a, new third that's act. A, that's, that's a, a really cool idea. Yeah, that was invented. <clears throat> to yeah. change the third act. Yeah, that was because it's a really clever. And they added these little bits and pieces. Throughout yeah, they, they reshot to, along the way, which was, which, yeah. you know, is, is something that we definitely talked about, um, when they announced sh- reshooting the third act. It was like, you, you can't, can't you can't just change the third yeah. act without changing act one and two, at least yeah. a little bit. So they did. They went back and really reshot. They put, and they, they put the gun put it, on the mantle. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it yeah, turns out you can actually do it almost. All you have and, to do is just put a couple guns on mantles. And, and the most brilliant thing of all, and this is, I mean, I can't imagine, cause this was a, you know, this was, not quite on the scale of Titanic, not quite on the scale of Waterworld, but you know that in the whole, where is this? Uh, Big what, money. 250, what, I think. You know, everyone's just, everyone's just second guessing and oh my God, what do we do? And, blah, 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 blah. and, and the, even the third act, the third act supposedly, you know, someday let's hope we'll get a, you know, a DVD extra. We'll get to see what it was. But supposedly it was a big, you know, okay, big third act and everything explodes and it's, you know, pull out all the stops and cities fall into the ocean or whatever the hell it is. And they threw all that out and traded it for Brad Pitt crawling through a hallway, which is yet yet another ballsy choice, which somehow worked. And it's great. What What I love about that choice in particular is the fact that this movie is is something remarkable in the sense that it's, it's a larger global uh, look and it's, you know, it's a big and expensive look at the whole world. But then for the third act, they deliver after the battle of Jerusalem, Jerusalem and everything else, they deliberately go back to that small, yeah, they claustrophobic. Go, which, which is, it's and, such a, and it's so, it's just such a great turn yeah. on its head. And we've, uh, you know, we, 90 million, I'm sorry. We have to say, uh, Thanks, you John. know, in, in, Oh no! And this was the other thing. The the, the other thing uh, in, in terms of thinking it was a train wreck. And who do they bring in to fix the third oh, act? Right. But Damon Lindelof. Yeah. Oh, and we're like, oh Jesus Christ! Like, but but to his credit, he's the one who 
who said that. He's the one who came up with that idea who said, look, because the, the original ending was, uh, instead of the plane going down at the WHO because it wasn't a disease, like that wasn't part of the, the it wasn't thing. a disease thing. Yeah. Uh, or didn't fixate on that. Yeah. The, uh, the story, it went down in, in Russia and he gets conscripted into the Russian army and like bec- it becomes this whole thing. I can't and tell so, which ending is more going to the mansion. Yeah, well, yeah, They're both totally it's, different. From this the one absolutely act. goes to the mansion, but the mansion works. Yeah, in this case. and and there's there's this whole there's this huge bot- battle of Moscow as well, which still remains in uh, the movie in the the little kind of the epilogue, epilogue part, in the yeah. coda. You see, you know, you see fights in in the streets and stuff like that, and that's footage from the original third act. We'll point it out when we get there. Um, and and Lindelof was the one who went, okay, you just had. The the zombies overrunning Jerusalem, you can't just do that again. <laughs> you can't just and you, rebuild the Death Star you and do it again. Yeah, you can't you can't outdo that, and the audience is going to be exhausted from that. And you can't try to make it. You know the 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 compulsion is to try and make it bigger and bigger and bigger, and you can't really get bigger than that. And it's just going to you know be weak. And and so the zombies the, take over. The Mars. thing to do is to yeah. go the other way and to to make it as small as possible and to make it uh you know meaningful meaningful and intimate. And and so instead of as they point out, instead of you know these hordes of zombies, the the end of the movie comes down to Brad Pitt versus one zombie in a room. Yeah. That, so that last zombie, I can't wait till we get there because he's kicking ass. Yeah, no. it's a yeah, scary motherfucker. I'm gonna play a scene with Brad Pitt where I get to go like this. <laughs> so we we should mention the movie that's actually playing because it has been yeah. for a while and we haven't actually referenced it. Um, this guy here who's about to turn, he's a he's a um, co- contemporary dancer. So all of the stuff he's doing so he is do just the, he's, he's doing it. it. Just yeah. sped up him. He's pop locking on. You know. And it's, it's, I thought this was a really kind of good, eloquent kind of way to like set the countdown rules yeah this little toy that goes 12 11 10 yeah. <laughs> it's like thank you movie for for spelling that out for us no oh, i hate zombies yeah yeah and that's, so these, that's are the, these are the zoomiest zombies that i think we've ever had in a movie yes yeah, that's that's also um the uh until we have a movie with zombie bullets <laughs> that, that's zombie also cheetahs. one of the the zombie changes from the uh you <gasps> zombie know. cheetahs yeah they are they aren't zombies Bro- in the book yeah brooks's zombies they're, they're are classic are shamblers shamblers and and they moan yeah. which they don't do in in the movie yeah. which which again makes sense i mean yeah. as, as we've talked about in other things it's like there's really nothing there's no actual plausible <laughs> explanation for the classic zombie yeah, as as uh, has been rebutted. You many. can get close, but you can't you can keep all. Close. You, you can can't keep person, all the major tenants. You know, a person who's massively brain damaged, but even they'll just keel over and starve to death in a in a week unless they, you know, I right. guess get enough humans to eat. But which was the uh, twenty eight days later thing? Right, it's exactly. Like, just wait it's them like, out. Just wait them out. Yeah. If we can just survive it, and then the, going to the mansion is all about. Well, actually, we know how to deal with them. We just can't deal with ourselves anymore. No. That's the new problem we face. So the. The, the the biggest the be- easiest rebuttal it's like you know if you could just say one thing to go yes here's why you can tell anyone we land on the moon because of X boom the best one is if they're literally dead that means that flies will be laying eggs on them and they will be consumed in maggots within 24 <laughs> hours if they are literally dead that you know unless fly mechanisms have completely changed as well <laughs> they're gonna have eyeballs full of maggots within 24 hours and they won't be able to see or hear you and they won't be able to move a couple days after that because they will have been eaten by maggots so unless they're reanimated by god or spirits exactly in which case oh yeah whatever it was the the nih or whatever said okay in these these apocalyptic scenarios they didn't do zombies because there is no plausible explanation for zombies literally as yeah. presented so that's an act of god if zombies happen 
that's God. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, there, all the rules are off. There is somebody on Reddit a while ago. I think we mentioned this before. Um, that basically broke it down as to like all the various things that you would have to get in order to produce. And you still ended up, the final product was still a, a rage zombie zombie yeah. style. Um, but uh, basically, you have great to breakdown. kill everyone's inhibitions and yeah. kill their humanity. Their it's it's like humanity. mad cow disease plus a couple of other things. Yeah. But the the other thing that the the person the commenter added was like, well, you have to have this piece, but this piece also does this other thing in which it makes the the victim like sexually voracious. So the zoom the zombie is not going to just try to eat you; it's going to try to rape you at the same time. <laughs> As someone said, and, really, it's reavers. Yeah, is what you it's get. like yeah, you, you get reavers. reavers. You don't get zombies. Yeah. So well, that's so that's good news. Uh, that's that's something to look forward to. <laughs> this this thing with the uh, with the girl and her asthma is interesting in the sense that it is in no way interesting, and yeah. they they set it up. They do all this this business of setting it up, and then it never comes back. There's no it it gives them an excuse yeah. to go to. The, to Newark. The, to Newark and to yeah. the grocery store so that they lose their RV, which puts them in the position of the apartment building. But, um, that, that's the only function it serves. And, and you look at it and go, you know, it, in hindsight, you go, well, it feels like they could have used it for, she's sick, so the zombies leave her alone. Or it, it, there's this horribly yeah. tense scene where she's having an attack in the middle of a thing, and it's like, no, we gotta be quiet. Fucking chill out, or <laughs> yeah. else the zombies are gonna know we're here, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's it winds up never being used to the point that every time I watch this, I'm like, oh yeah, they have set that up for That's some right. reason. A whole, fun, another gun on though, the mantle. Yeah. If you're in Philadelphia when the zombie apocalypse happens, go to Camden because not even zombies will go to Camden. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, no one ever goes. Seriously, there. don't ever fucking go to Camden. <laughs> it's like the it is or has been. The <laughs> Meanwhile, murder. Newark is. <laughs> it, it's Newark, but worse. <laughs> Literally, that's it's basically a special it. guest. Cory Booker's here to it's, punch you in the yeah, eye. It's the place where the Newark people don't go. That's <laughs> yeah. that's what uh, Camden is. Oh yeah, just get else. He's taking his shotgun into the into the Walmart. So, you, what do you think you are in Texas? No, <laughs> hey oh, pepe peo. Um, I love this pharmacy scene and everything about it because uh, I've seen variations of the apocalypse pharmacy scene. Uh, and I've never liked one as much as this. There, I, there was. Uh, I think they did one of these in the mist. They did one of these yeah, in a that's book. True. Uh, I forget the name of the book. Oh fuck, what's the book anyway? But this one is the only one that I like a lot because the, the, the idea that he has killed people for these drugs. All this I totally buy, but it's almost tropey at this point because I've seen it a couple times. I love the idea that he's like, yes, I have nothing. I I don't have any need for asthma medicine. I'm not gonna be a total asshole and just like on principle say you can't have asthma medicine here. Take it, go. And this too, it helps. Like I love the idea that this little bit of humanity happens here because I wouldn't have been surprised if he didn't do that at all. And I'm surprised that he did, to be honest. Well, yeah, we see both sides. This is of, the smarter version of a scene than I would have expected. Yeah, we see both sides of humanity in this scene. We see this guy who's like, all right, you know, I I just shot a guy, but I'm not a monster. <laughs> yeah. And then and then literally the very next thing is a couple of guys who, who like took five minutes to get to the point of raping random strangers. Like Yeah. Yeah, that too. So and we see we see both sides of, sadly, of the collapse that's of humanity. Probably pretty realistic as far as that's concerned. Sadly, you know, yes. It's, it's just like, yeah, it's, somebody in that in that building is gonna it's is gonna, gonna bring out the best and worst yeah. in people when it you know this things are just instantly breaking down like this. But I do I do like that, you know, it's the the guy with 
um, you know, the the guy you think is going to be the dangerous one yeah. is the cool one, and then the store manager, whoever that is, is yeah. the one who's just attacking. Oh, are they store employees? One of them is. One of them you, is. You, oh, see, wow. you see the foreshadowing. She's walking in, and there's a store employee that goes, like, hey there, you know, oh, as she walks that. by. And then the cop is the cop just is like, horrifying. So, yeah. yeah. He's like, what? No, you. Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, dude. I got shit to do. Yeah, I'm shopping too. Let's go. Let's do this. John C. Maxwell in the chat says, uh, "Fun fact: Open carry is legal in Pennsylvania." So there you go. Yeah. So, so well, this is New so, Jersey. So this is what it's like up. to go. This is what it's yeah. like to shop in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so go like this. <laughs> uh, so make sure you bring your. Well, it's definitely what it's like to shop in Camden for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You, what's funny is you could use most of this movie as just B-roll in a movie about Black Friday. Now I have to say that you know, no. I, I one of the things when we did that movie is is I I admired the fact that Contagion basically did a smite slightly toned down but not by much version of the same concept. I was eluding like, the yeah. You don't pharmacy. even need zombies. You just need right. you know civilization to have taken a, a hit, <laughs> and stuff will you know, the ideas stuff starts to crumble and people start to get twitchy. So it's like we don't even have zombies. Humans are the real monsters. <laughs> humans are a real problem, man. Although even like thematically, like what you were saying, Mike, I, I think really hits home. It's a very solidly put together film and plot wise, it's it's very engaging. But there's just nothing going on thematically yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. It's a, and not, not even like the the like step one screenwriting 101 of doing a zombie or any kind of survival society is collapsing movie, which is humans are monsters. Right. Yeah. It never gets, to it doesn't even get there. I wonder what would be the easiest thing like that. The easiest theme to add in post, like the, <laughs> the, whatever theme you could add to this movie and you could add, th- you could basically add whatever theme you want to this movie, which one would be the easiest to do with the least amount of changing and more money. You, you have, you, you have, just have to add like little touches of this that, and the other enough times for the theme to be at least kind of there now. Honestly, you could probably just, just do it in a conversation. You know, you can you or could two, just maybe. you could just shoot a couple of quick talking head scenes where they're talking about you know what they've what they've seen. Uh, you know, he's he's traveled the world and and seen you know seen some shit, and so you you haven't talked about that. And maybe maybe that is one of the things we ultimately lost in the in the third act. You know, he, there was more interaction with people, so maybe there was more of that um, in the third act that had to be jettisoned in order to make it just more intimate and a straightforward uh, kind of thriller. Yeah, I don't think this. This kind of movie doesn't really suffer much from uh, not having a defined theme because it's sure. it's an adventure tale. That's all it is. Yeah. It's about it's you know, we're just gonna get on the get on the roller coaster and we're gonna go and we're gonna see and and if there's if anything you can say it's just the very simple themes of like you know man against nature man against the insurmountable odds he does it all for his family you know it's just about you just get you know the Godzilla is stronger than you are the people who win in this movie are the ones who just by golly we just got to get this shit done and and just just keep fighting you know that's that's kind of the third act thing is like Brad Pitt going look I'm still gonna be freaking doing this because I don't have a choice because I want you know my family is safe somewhere but they're not gonna be safe forever if I don't keep trying to figure this out yeah Independence Day doesn't really have a theme I mean Twister doesn't really have a theme these big disaster yeah, worldwide well Twister's not worldwide but these movies 2012 isn't even on the let's not even talk about it. Yeah, really. <laughs> but I was thinking like Godzilla would be on that list and I don't think it has a theme Doc Sub thinks it has a theme I don't mm-hmm. um I guess you don't need a theme for these. I, I guess it wouldn't hurt. No, them. you don't. Also, you don't there, need one. No. Are there big movies like this that do have a theme that we can think of just to see if the theme helped? In well, I mean, I I would say is this the guy from the I would IT say crowd, twi- by the way, or is it a different guy from what the IT crowd? I don't know. No, it's not. But that guy. but I mean I mean Twister has 
Twister does have a theme, but well, it's, it's, it's got nothing to do with the with the disaster. Like a, it's, it's like just, a B plot theme. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's like don't divorce your wife. It's, well, like, it's, 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 it's like it's like true love will win out, but it doesn't. It won't help you against tornadoes. The theme of the abyss. It's like you shouldn't have divorced your wife. Well, it's a follow. You guys were actually in love the whole time. Twister, yeah, it's a follow your heart type of thing. It's like he realizes what he really loved was her and this life and and the abyss actually does. To the, Cameron's credit, no, tie abyss, that together because yeah. the plot in yeah. the end is driven by the B plot in the sense of the fact that you can sacrifice yourselves is why we won't destroy your species because there's hope for you. So they actually do bring that together. Yeah, no, the abyss, abyss. does have a theme. I was yeah. just making fun of Twister. Yeah, Even though Twister I, doesn't. I love, if the tornado would go, oh, I can sense that you're truly in love. I will let you live. <laughs> but I, lo- I love Twister regardless. Your virtue is poor. Your virtue, is, but, is pure. but you have promise as a, as people. So well, I will move a, on. What's a big? Like hundreds of millions of dollars or deflated, going back in time, whatever, action blockbuster movie that has a theme in it. Like uh, Avatar, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's, Does it's Avatar bad. benefit from it's, having that theme? It's bad to be bad to people. I mean, you, know, that's, <laughs> yeah. you, you can't go wrong with that one. Uh, Titanic, I would say, is a qualifier for not other than the, the very basic true love conquers all. Even in the spite of the universe trying to kill you. Well, let's just be. But that's, what, yeah, but what's, Titanic is largely just just, but get, just like, get through this. If yeah, you can, just survive. Just just true. Keep, keep so this is like a Titanic type of movie. This. Yeah. Theme is basically the answer to the question: Why did you tell me that story? Right. Yeah. Why did you sit me down to yeah. tell me that story in the first place? What was it? What was it about this story? Well, that you it's, you know, it's, what was, I would, what was I would it about that story? Because I think a perfectly valid answer was because it was a cool story, bro. You know, I mean, that's that's a great, that's a perfectly valid reason. It's like I think theme answers. What was the point of that story? Right. Other okay. than a good time. You know, it's like now. now I, while I was entertaining you, did you catch that I was right. teaching you a very important lesson about life? If this movie was a parable, what would the title of the parable be? Yeah. Exactly. You know. Don't, don't cry wolf. You don't be a retard. shit to other people. Yeah, right. You know, so. so I'm trying to think, I, I guess Avatar would have one. And I'm trying to think, if I, I don't think I'd like Avatar any any less if it didn't have it going on. But I think what it actually benefits more is the writing and the directing process than it does the actual audience on the far end. Because I think it directs your choices as you're making the movie. And you get more benefit from the fact that it there's, helps, a, there's it, a director who knows which yeah, way to go. It helps it. you focus your yeah. the point of the... Because otherwise, the, the, the risk of doing it, which, you know... Uh, which I, I suppose was kind of what, what happened to this movie along the way and they had to fix was you risk losing sight of, you know, if you, if it's kind of like, I, well, I have no point in telling this story other than trying yeah. to entertain you. It's like, oh, well, then we got way off course here yeah. at the far, without realizing at it. At the far end of the spectrum, you've got Transformers movies where it's like literally cartoons are punching each other. Yeah. What is the point of this? <laughs> it's like, there isn't any. We are fully copying to the fact that there is no point to this whatsoever. This is purely CG porn is all we're doing. Yeah. Strap in, here it comes. So, in a movie like this, and that's the really important critique here, in a movie like this, theme isn't necessarily required, but it's the sort of thing that would even only more help. It's the, what makes the, a movie transcend, where right, it yeah, really has right. a, a resonance if it can. Work Once that the in. emotional through line is there and the story was fun and the characters are developed, having that theme is the last little piece that'll help you resonate it. Yeah, yeah and make a movie, it because a movie you talk like Dark Knight is a movie of the theme. Yeah. The, Dark this Knight is, or or yeah, against that, that's yeah, and that's why Nolan. I mean, Nolan. Nolan told a really cool story about dueling magicians, but it's a movie about obsession. Right. You know, it's a, that's the thematic is is that obsession will destroy you if you if you let it right. take hold of your life. It you can lead you to greatness, but it'll destroy you at the same time it's the prestige yeah. so that's that's kind of a you know that would be the theme of the, of the prestige um you know but this is without that Brad the Pitt. prestige is a f- cool story that's fascinating about you know right. these insane people trying to do magic tricks so but it becomes a it becomes a, like a touchstone sort of thing where you can talk about 
letting obsession drive you like that's that's yeah what what how far will you go right. how far will you let your obsession to be the greatest at something it's like and it's like you killed yourself every night for 40 days you win bro <laughs> <laughs> so okay you you are Whereas the, the of, most obsessed the theme of this movie how is, you doing with, is, how's that is working for you largely uh, brad pitt doesn't like the zombies well, I, Brad Pitt's trying to save his family. There's a, yeah, there's that's, a, there's yeah. That's a motivation. And, it's and not family is thematic. kind of a recurring thing. And this is that we just saw this other guy with his family, and the idea of like, well, we're gonna bunker up, and we're gonna see. And in, then the guy in ten minutes, we're gonna see that was not a good strategy. That yeah. didn't work. Um, the guy if, at WHO if, is like, I had a family. Yeah, Brad Pitt actually. If what what kind of amounts to a theme, or at least you know something of a theme, is Brad Pitt said, "Movement is life." Because it's all about we're gonna hide here, and the guy goes, guy goes, yeah. Well, Brad Pitt's like, no, we can't stay here. We got risk going out, so we can get rescued, so we can get away from here. And the guy doesn't want to go, and that doesn't. And then the same thing happens in Israel yeah, in Jerusalem. All, you know, just it's like, like we're gonna ha- hunker down here, and it's like that's not gonna. <laughs> yeah, you can't just hide behind these walls. You got to do more than that. So, so Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's, you know, it's not, it's not a, <laughs> it's, theme. A, it's a morality tale about the, the, the requirement to react. Exactly. It's about, it's about, it's if nothing else, he's the proactive yeah, one all you the can't, time. Okay. That's, that's actually, that's he's, actually he's, great. He's always driving. He's always choosing. I, this is what yeah. I'm going to go do. And yeah. I'm going to make everyone do this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay barricaded in like this. Yeah. I'm going to go out and, and that's try right. to, uh, instead of trying to wait it out, I'm going to try and do something. And that's about not really it. a theme, but that's, again, that's, that's makes but, him a good character yeah. who deserves to drive the plot. Because yeah. he's, he's he literally is driving the plot. He's a good guy to follow. Yeah, so that's cool. And it, but he'll know. get you killed a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> he will also get you killed quite a lot. Oftentimes, though, I mean, the, the the point of movies like this, explicitly, the first point, the priority one for movies like this is be something that a lot of people want to watch happen. We'll get worldwide money. They did. They got well over half a billion dollars on this one. We'll get worldwide money. Just make it a thing that everyone wants to see. That's priority number one. And like theme is only important for movies where you wouldn't want to see it just because of what it's going to look like. Like that's, True. that's when you get into the story shit. Like, you know, pick, pick your Jane Austen movie, but it's like, you're not going to see that because holy shit, those dresses. <laughs> you're going to watch the story. You're going well, to watch. Well, some people do. Well, I guess. Yeah. Some, some people go to Transformers <laughs> just to watch the robots punch each other. No, 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 that's a, to- no, no. That's the exact distinction I'm making. Okay. You go to Transformers because, and Transformers is huge because no matter where you are, no matter what they say, no matter what the theme of the movie is, people want to watch that shit happen. I, I love this. This is a great detail. Yeah, this I love is a this, great. I love this moment. Every, this, everything culminating in this particularly, but everything, yeah. there's a lot of like little touches yeah. that he's doing. This is this is what makes this movie smarter than yeah. we think this movie would be. And that's, a, that's exactly what it's I was a, feeling. I was watching it and and then this scene happened and I was like, oh, oh, this is okay. It's a Brad Pitt on the ledge. It's Brad for Pitt the, yeah. to see if he's going to turn or not. Yeah. yeah. Ready, ready to throw himself off. Exactly. If he does. And, and the movie has given us all the clues that we should presumably understand why he's doing it, but doesn't spell it out for us. It yeah. gives us the benefit of the doubt yeah. that we're going to understand what that meant. And and that's when I went. All right, movie. All right, you have my attention, movie. <laughs> By the way, the you're um, doing really well so far, movie. Also, a small detail that I missed that zombie gnawing on him right there i'm pretty sure that's supposed to be tommy's dad it is it's yeah dad. well yeah he comes, he comes out right yeah, yeah there right there it's that tommy's same dad. guy yeah in case that that wasn't clear to me the first time i saw it but that's the reason he's being featured is because that's yeah the, the dad right there um and that's why he grabs the kid and like hides his face and everything because yeah. so he doesn't have to Don't see look that. at your daddy and yeah. this is one of the great iconic moments which is fantastic yeah of the of the bodies just leaping off the building which is which is all the more a great and it was the, better when Shyamalan did it yeah really <laughs> all the more one of the great images in the book is the idea that that becomes a weapon which is fantastic is the idea they go you know it's like we figured out you don't like dig in a foxhole and shoot them with guns 
you they don't go upstairs unless they're chasing you so you go upstairs you barricade the stairs and then you make them all come up on the roof of the building and just go hey over here and they walk off the building and kill themselves <laughs> we've been doing this all wrong you guys so, I, sh- I should reread the book there's, yeah there's i remember bits and pieces but because it gets into that the strategy is like you know yeah. our, our the army strategy is always dig in it's like no the strategy now is go up yeah, yeah. you know go high so they can't get up to you and find a place where you can herd them while they just go off a cliff like buffalo. <laughs> you could get thousands of them at a time if you just make them go off a cliff. So this, by the way, uh, pe- people who don't know kind of the the uh, background of of the development, they they look and they go, "Is that Matthew Fox?" <laughs> and it <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, he has he has all of three lines or something in in the movie. He was a bigger character in the original, you know, cut that wasn't working because it's like uh, Brad Pitt is gone. He's off the reservation, and so she basically hooks up with Matthew Fox because she's like, "Well, I need somebody to to you know to to help I and to kind of protect to us." And uh, and then there's conflict when Brad Pitt comes back, and this guy's like, "Well." they're they're living in my cave now and whatever um <laughs> but because they got rid of that they basically cut him down to not even a cameo he's yeah, just yeah. a featured extra it's like when wow. it's like when ted danson shows up in private ryan it's like well, is that ted danson what is he doing here <laughs> so i i wonder it's like I don't, know, I don't know the timing perfectly in my head but someone would be like that's what walking dead is doing that exact plot Mm. No, <laughs> <laughs> that same plot, really? Okay, we should, we should maybe. Well, I I didn't know that that story, that aspect of it. I'm glad that they decided not to go that direction. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those things. It's like you know, in the greats, it's funny because you would go, well, that's how we create human interest and yada yada. But it just would have been a yeah. Who cares, Jesus? You know. Yeah, because then you've then you've got this, you've got these two exhausting zombie battle sequences in a row and then you've got like another half hour of just people being mad at each other <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah as, as if the zombies weren't enough yeah. brad pitt is upset about his wife y'all it's like yeah you know it's like right now i'm not really thinking about her yeah, that much. well it, yeah it's the same problem in into darkness when uh they're descending to the surface and Uhura is nagging Spock about their relationship. It's like, yeah. what the, fu- why, yeah. what the you fuck know, are you doing right now? How about when I get back, we have a long talk. Yeah. That'll be fine. For right now, we focus on not dying. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, we'll just go with that. Except into, into Darkness, I think I think the intention that was, played as was for it humor. to be funny. Like, yeah. They yeah. should know better than to have this conversation. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah. I, it didn't. There's a lot of things in it. There are worse examples. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Um, that was not a shining example of dramatic structure, but it was not the worst we've ever seen. Actually, yeah. no, but it, just, it would have felt it would have felt more like uh, you know like people complain about Lord of the Rings. It's like, uh, aren't we done now? Like the zombies are yeah. off the off stage yeah. now. And They're on an aircraft carrier. That's about as good as it gets, right? Yeah. It's about four years too late for this. I'm sorry, but we we did the Independence Day commentary a long time ago, and I think I just figured out why Independence Day works. Okay. Uh, based on just this conversation we just had, oh, Independence Day is, never. is the best. I know, yeah. <laughs> is is the best of these types of movies, or at least it's one of the best ones at managing both scopes that are always going on. There's the whole world scope, and there's a lot of little bitty personal relationship yeah. scopes. It is it all about the characters. Both, it, ba- yeah. it balances both of them. Like usually, like 2012 tries to do that but doesn't it mostly just looks it's mostly just dumb that these characters are bickering in front of the entire world ending in independence day the entire world's ending and yet it doesn't seem dumb that the characters are bickering i don't know how you set it up to make that work but that's the distinction 
It's that we don't care that he's talking to his ex-wife while we could be watching aliens fight somewhere. Like it's you care about those characters enough that you can manage both scopes at once. They the, well the the thing is that they have typically, and obviously I don't remember 2012 that well, so this might be well, that a, was the one where the world yeah. ended for no, three no, and a half hours. But I'm oh, saying it it might be it might be that you could make the argument that that it's a it's a fine example of this as well. But the thing about uh, Independence Day is these people have to interact with each other in order to help save the world. And in 2012, it's like, the world is exploding, but oh. I'm going to call my dad on the cruise ship because, yeah. you know, that, keep saying. that human interest thread yeah, going. Exactly. Those, those so people, it was like, those, that weird ragtag group of people that have very little in common are the people that it's a crucial line of conversation. Yeah, they, they're required to make this work and they don't want to and just being humans they have to bring that out they're like okay i'm gonna do this but i'm still pissed off about that time and it's like oh my god but they you know (laughs) there's just that human compulsion to do it as opposed to calling somebody who's not even there to bitch them out (laughs) (laughs) because i just i just gotta take this yeah i just gotta take this call all right i'm sorry i'm sorry i I could i could have just not said that but i didn't want to forget the observation no no That guy looks familiar. Where have I seen him? He's, he's, he's that, Buzz Aldrin. In he something. looks like he it's, ought to. What, yeah, right. it's, is that Mark Harmon? It's not Mark Harmon. No, it's, it's not Mark Harmon. Some uh, of those are. Is, does he play the same role basically in Terminator Three, among other things? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those standby. Military I can't think guys. of his name offhand. But, no, but uh, you're right. I recognize yeah. him as Buzz Aldrin from. Yeah, he's he's, from the he's been, been around a while. He looks like he no, because it's Brian Cranston from the Earth to the Moon. It might he might be Buzz in Apollo Thirteen. Yeah, I could see that. That's that could be one of those things. But uh, anyway, so, but I, I I can't think of his name. It's like Mark Harmon. He's the equivalent of Mark Harmon. I just can't think of his name. The Buzz Aldrin scene that we're thinking of. He's talking on the television. Mm. It's like he's, they're showing like an interview with him while something important is happening, and he's giving context. <laughs> there to the are five hundred data entry devices <laughs> in this room. Yeah, but I don't want. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> really. Talk about other things. So anyway, so I, I now one of the things, and I have to just yeah, I have to just like I do with any movie that ever goes near this, except for Contagion, this whole thing about you have to go to Korea to find the origin so we can find a vex, that's all horseshit yeah. as portrayed in this movie. That doesn't even, it doesn't even make sense. I mean, it doesn't as, make any when sense. he gets to, when he gets to Korea, it's, they, they make the thing, they, they, they make the point that it's, he's like, uh, people I've seen turn in 12 seconds. Well, it takes about 10 minutes here. So it has mutated. Yeah. It is useless to find so the what, original. What you're looking for? <laughs> what are you even looking for now? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? It's like, just literally just get one right off the street where you were. Yeah. And start there. I mean, it doesn't, you don't have to find the origin. It's, we don't care where it started. We want to know what it is here, where we are. Yeah. And then the, you know, as someone, it was a great uh, piece I just read on the internet. There was a, a pathologist who, uh, has a blog and, and she wrote this whole thing about, okay, here are the eight, here are the eight things that pathologists hate about what CSI makes you think we can do now. And so she goes to the whole thing and I was like, just like all the way back to outbreak. It's like, it takes years to synthesize a vaccine no. for anything. It takes years. So every movie that goes, well, you know, and the only movie that's ever remotely done it correctly is Contagion that says, hooray, we found a vaccine. In six months, maybe. Sit tight for a couple more years, y'all, and we'll have this licked. And that's just so not a movie thing. So, so movies, the true answer is movies should stay away from Contagion stories because (laughs) they can't resolve them nicely and cleanly. Um, otherwise you end up with a movie like Contagion but uh, you know this movie it does go, you know it has the trope and then it doubles down at the end it's like well okay you already bought the bullshit so now we're gonna say that somehow it's a really uh, this disease makes the zombies uh, able to tell if you yeah. have a disease and some and 
Well, and and then you know the the little codas at the end, and also somehow despite By the way, there's no way that airplane. I was going to say I've never seen that plane that big. That airplane, no way, wow. fucking hell. hell. Yeah, despite but, anyway, but it's from it's, realism. But it's from uh, McGuire Air Force Base, which is the Air Force Base near where I live. I was saying, I d- despite uh, the total collapse of society, we've found the resources to synthesize on a grand scale yeah these the world these, seven billion yeah, yeah. billions doses. and billions of doses <laughs> that we can just airdrop everywhere well it they probably out. didn't have to do seven billion they probably did more like three oh billion my god you guys the world if everyone would just choose a stick of beeman's gum the ingredient <laughs> is right in there <laughs> who knew? uh guy's name is david andrews and he's not uh buzz aldrin he, but it is from the earth to the moon he's frank borman okay and he plays pete go. conrad in apollo 13 this guy was okay. a Dothraki. That's what Snail says in the chat room. Thank you, Snail. Oh, yeah. He's um, way better than Conrad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is a Dothraki. I recognize that guy. Sure, yeah. He, he's the one he's that one has the lieutenants. Yeah. He's the one that has the conversation with Jorah about armor. Yeah. Good for you, uh, dude. Armor. Armor. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? Now? That's He was from, he's from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Ah. Which, uh, like, he, he was in, this was a couple seasons back, but so he was in it. As this movie came out, so I literally basically went from seeing him in Game of Thrones. Hey, there's <laughs> he's wearing clothes and stuff. That guy, yeah, he's taking over the world. He's wait, in, he's wait, in all no, the he's things. Not. So yeah, this whole this whole setup, which kind of smells of of maybe one of the scenes they inserted, where it's kind of plant this. Literally, he's talking about breadcrumbs, and they're yeah. laying a breadcrumb right here. This whole thing about how. Yeah, but this, I, I, the I, armor. Good I, thing I, there's no Chinese people on this plane. You can't say that. <laughs> I agree. There's no Chinese. We'll hear about let's, this. <laughs> let's let's point out there's no Chinese people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, the the original story for for those who haven't read the book, uh, the outbreak, if not begins, but it gets really bad in China, and the Chinese government tries covers cover it, it up. tries yeah. to cover it up. It's it's one of the things. Yeah, it posits that if they hadn't they covered it up, that's why it's so bad. Yeah, it, it was so huge by the time it just broke out and couldn't be contained because they don't. They didn't want people to think they yeah. couldn't do it. And the reason they changed it was because the Chinese government yeah. went, we don't want to sound like we censor or cover things up, so we're censoring that, and we're not going to let you show this movie in China if you say that. Yeah. Or, or so. vice versa, where it's like, oh, I mean, every movie now has either got to, you know, take China out for an ice cream cone or at least not insult them, Yeah. which is why, you know, like uh, Red Dawn was shot to be it. China. It's like, oh, North Korea, they're still everybody's douchebag, yeah. right? We can still, they, we, we don't have a North Korean movie market, so. Which is what they did here, too. They're yeah. like, yeah, something happened in North Korea, too. It's, yeah. That's so why they went to Korea. Yeah, let's make it Korea. Now, of course, the book, uh, you know, posits one of the most horrifying things in the book yeah. is the North Korea Thing I, w- I oh, wish yeah. they hadn't changed that because that that is the one thing that stuck with me more than anything. <laughs> yeah, else that's that gnarly. Remind me, uh, North Korea just vanishes yeah. basically. The the whoever he's interviewing that tells him about North Korea says, "Yeah, we don't really know. The best thing we can can think of is that they had these massive tunnels built under the whole country, and the entire country retreated into the tunnels because they because they." kind of do because of you know we're ready for nuclear war and we're gonna yeah, dig in because it's north korea and they're crazy yeah. but then the idea was like well we don't know <laughs> yeah. if the you know the that containment works so there's either an entire country of north koreans or an entire country of zombies underneath yeah, the ground in yeah, North there, Korea. A, yeah, and so and no one wants to go over and yeah. pop the door and see yeah. which it is <laughs> so we're just gonna let that sit for a while <laughs> while we deal with everything else and we just hope that that particular little powder keg doesn't blow on us because otherwise 10 million zombies are going to come out of the ground. I feel like uh, I, I move that we add a, a third 
uh, font to the I'm getting sick of that font list after Comic Sans and then Papyrus. Can we add Bank, Bank Gothic? Bank Gothic to that because no. I'm getting real tired of seeing that. Get font real tired on, of your shit, Bank Gothic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too old for your shit, Bank Gothic. <laughs> I'm just real tired of seeing that font everywhere. Just everywhere, all movies, all the time, every trailer, every Transformers trailer. Not the actual title font. It's uh, it's always like the on May 19th font yeah. for most action movies. Yeah. You know what would have been kind of amazing in this this scene coming? First of all, the the, the other thing about that that last scene um, is they gave this guy a really long scene with Brad Pitt to make him feel like he's important. I so love it's this. Totally this. shocking when he <laughs> yeah. blows his own face off. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, you think you just met our new buddy for the movie? Yeah, yeah. And and it's awesome. I was I was actually super excited when that happened. Like my jaw really dropped in the theater, and I went I. I can't believe. Yeah. <laughs> of wow. Course, of okay. course, that also would, st- you know, it's not exactly evidence, but it's it's an interesting piece of corroborative information that maybe this was an added scene and they just, they didn't, he wasn't in the rest of the movie. Yeah, he wasn't in the rest of the movie. Let's kill him in the next scene. I, I, I'd like to go back and break it down because I, I kind of suspect that. He was, that, he that was, could be just a random guy that just got whacked and, you know, and they inserted this other guy. No, he was, he was, he was in there for a little while. So this, this, this bit happened basically um, as, the th- you know the the third draft or whatever it was still a Straczynski draft um and that whole bit happened but I love that because like but, you say it feels like he's going to be a significant part yeah. of the plot he's so important to the mission and then he blows his head off and it's like it, you were talking about subversions it's like at, at every stage Brad Pitt gets screwed yeah <laughs> and so that's that's what keeps this movie compelling is you go well okay <laughs> now what now what is he going to do now how is he going to get out of this what is he going to be and able it, to accomplish moving forward and what it goes he, back to it goes back to what you were saying about this movie is smarter than yeah what it what yeah. it, its first impression may give you because that whole monologue and the whole yeah he may be our one only hope he's the chosen one with the knowledge and <laughs> yeah like, no. oh fuck okay fine yeah, movie I mean, let's do it oh no so it's gonna be all about him like looking through microscopes and going i have the jargon yeah. it's right here but i, I have techno babble the antibodies yeah no yeah dead gone what else what do you what do you got now yeah so you know good for you movie the i i really like i mean it's one of the things that's great about this movie and again how, however they did it and i have no i have no problem with a movie that was bullshit on set and was miraculously saved by editorial choices because <laughs> i've made a few of those myself and that's fine and you know it's like because again it doesn't matter it's the end result is all that matters because it doesn't matter how you made it or you know who had a great time doing it or what it was gonna be. It all matters of what it is. So, so what? One of the things <laughs> I, I really dig about this movie is the way it keeps it. It has a great balance of the epic and then the intimate. Yeah. That that you know, it's like we had. Okay, we had this. Okay, we're gonna blow it out. We're gonna have this big Pittsburgh thing, and dump trucks are flying, and then we're gonna have you know guys jumping off buildings, and we're gonna have an aircraft carrier, and planes are zooming, and then we're gonna go to this place. It's just kind of dark and and just little. Sh- they're just running all over the place, and there's five guys with guns, and they have to get yeah. from here to there. And we're gonna do that for a while. The next, the and the next, you know, the next big action sequence. They're riding on bikes, yeah, trying to be yeah. as quiet as yes. possible. <laughs> it's all about the and the hey, fact that they were. It's, uh, like, it's the one one last thing. It's the yeah. it's the bread. It's the bread. Uh, not Brad Pitt, but Brad Bird. No one sneaks around in movies anymore. They just they sneak around yeah. in this movie. Yeah, this movie. The whole third act is sneaking. This movie has sneaking around and it's brilliant. Go ahead. Uh, just a quick. I don't know if it's <laughs> no idea if it's intentional or not. But when all the soldiers are like, "What about uh, such and such place?" They're all places with you know really poor uh, urban populations like Detroit and Baltimore and Atlanta. It's like all exactly the kind of places that poor people join the military to get a, <laughs> to get out of. I have no idea if that was intentional or not, but maybe that's a little bit of 
I'll bet you uh, social commentary. Well, that probably uh, that probably just had to do with where are people likely to be from, and yeah. you know, at these outposts. I bet you, in terms of like the relative age of various scenes in this movie, like some were added at the last minute, some have been there the whole time, some are from like draft one. I'll bet you this scene and the next scene with David Morris are both among the older scenes in the project because they're both scenes that could have easily existed in the original version. They do of have the vibe of the original. Where it's book, it's yeah. not necessarily an interview in either case, but in both cases, it's Brad Pitt is sitting there listening and asking questions about what just happened here. Mm-hmm. And the guys tell him the answers to those questions. And they're right next to each other, too, which makes me think that this is just a like an eight or set, like seven or eight page part of the script that's basically been unchanged for a while because everything before that and after that's been moving around. But that's this has always been a central pivot point. Maybe, but I, I not buy that. That's possible. I mean, my, again, Mike's seen drafts of the script, so so I could speak to that better. But I'll pay it, you to say that it's I'm a right. good theory. I, I, <laughs> I think your theory is sound and, and and should be researched if we can find the origin. Another theory. Uh, so you <laughs> Here's why they oh, they changed it to Philadelphia, didn't they? Yeah. Fuck. I was gonna say the reason they changed it to Pittsburgh. Sorry. It's because it's what? where Brad Pitt's from. They want to know the name of the town that Brad mm. Pitt's from is from Pittsburgh. But isn't, he wasn't, so... Isn't no. this guy also uh, the new Dario from Game of Thrones? Or am well, I just, this guy? The No, not... Oh, this other guy. The, Maybe. Yeah, the military guy. Yeah, he could be. He looks like he is. Yeah. I'm honestly impressed that you guys can remember different people from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for me, it's, alone, like, for me it's like watching footage of a crowd. Yeah. There's lots of people. You get... it If you have a prosopagnosia, a face blindness... Mm-hmm. Watch Game of Thrones because it will. Yeah, first of all, you'll be totally overwhelmed. But no. if you can overcome face blindness in Game of Thrones, then you will have cured mm-hmm. yourself. Apparently, it gives people face blindness. Oh, yeah. They watch the show and they go, "There's yeah. 20 people on screen. I don't there know are too anymore. many beards in this show." I know. <laughs> Usually, there's three beards in a show tops, and I can keep them straight. Hi, David Morse. Yeah, David Morse for, no for no reason that I can discern. But sure, good for you. It's it's weird the evolution of David Morse from he used to be the schlubby cuckolded husband for 20 years and and now he's the bad guy then he was a a cop for 10 or 15 years yeah he was a cop he was a doctor on saint elsewhere but now he's like now he's like your go-to creepy bad guy which is really strange because i look at him and i go oh he's that schmoo guy from you know that tv show 30 years ago it's like but now he's all tough guy yeah i i you know hurt locker i liked him in the negotiator playing a giant douchebag cop I think uh, this contact is, playing a dad. Yeah. yeah, I think as as the unrated cut goes, I think this bit of him pulling out his tooth goes on a bit longer yeah. than the theatrical. Yeah, we're we're not getting the wonderful sound design. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember I, I I watched the unrated cut to to compare them, and I went, I don't remember being as uncomfortable yeah. about this ah. in the theater as I am right now. Pull it, pull it. But you know, there yet? we go. Yeah, it's done. Right, <laughs> yeah. And the significance of this, I just watched this two days ago and I already forgot. The point of it is he's taking out his teeth because he thinks that the teeth, if he becomes a zombie, the teeth are the thing. And the, he's the North, he's well, trying the, to neutralize his own threat. The North, he was in North Korea and yeah. what they, and, and so they um, neutralized the threat by pulling out everybody's teeth somehow. But even yeah. he points out, How he's like, that exactly. hell of a fucking thing, but they managed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's North Korea for you. Yeah. And so he's he's since gone crazy and decided that yes Dude, that seems like the thing to do. <laughs> that's a that's an excellent analogy for vaccines. If everyone does it, it's going to be fine. Yeah. But if like the one person who doesn't do it, well, dude, yeah. you're screwing up. The, it has. We yeah. all have to do this. If we don't it's, all do this, it doesn't work. It's herd immunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it's, me more about the forty. <laughs> well, I'm my day. Yeah. Hey, hey, toothless. We pulled our teeth out, which was the style. The, tooth, the, the toothless thing uh, uh, looks good. 
like the the effect yeah, the makeup nice or whatever nice work, it is yeah very tricky yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to make it work without looking like you've just extended the gum down about an inch yeah i know it's it's and the two th- it's it's one of the it's one of the really great things one of my favorite things in the uh, walking dead series which is the you know the uh, the character the Michonne who who routinely routinely hacks off zombie arms and rips their jaw out so mm-hmm. they can't kill her and then she uses them to carry her stuff <laughs> yeah. I just think that's that's genius like just you know keep them on a chain that's put that, a backpack that on them. That almost makes me want to watch Walking Dead. It's Walking Dead's great, and uh, it's it's she, so she she literally has these. That's how this character is introduced. She she has two zombie pets that she's take she's cut off their arms and pulled their jaws out so they can't bite her. It it is Dario, by the way. And, oh, and, nice. And she puts and she puts backpack on pack backpacks on them and makes them carry stuff. They're for like her. mules, and they're also she can move among the zombies because she's just got she's right there with two zombies and she just they blends in. Her. Yeah, yeah, because she's got zombie stink on her. So already. that's like her thing is like she just comes walking through the crowd like, hey, what's up? You know. <laughs> so that's how that character is introduced. While we're talking about shit like that, if you haven't seen the Key and Peele zombie sketch, run, don't walk to YouTube. It's very funny. <laughs> that was a very enthusiastic endorsement. <laughs> uh, run, don't I walk. Highly recommend that. It's uh, like the AM radio endorsement. I'm just saying, run, don't walk. If you really like to laugh, and dun, dun, who doesn't? Dun, 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 Stay tuned dun, dun, dun. for <laughs> news from NPR. Dun, yeah, it's sure to be a laugh riot. <laughs> <laughs> this just in: our correspondent from North Korea is going to talk about teeth. <laughs> 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 that was our North Korean correspondent. Far from Hasbal. <laughs> <laughs> Joghurt. I want, wait, I want the, the, the NPR version of the... Anyway, back to the movie. So. Yeah, so now they're sneaking they're on bicycles. They're sneaking on bicycles. There, there is something deeply it's, funny it's, about U.S. Navy SEALs. I know, yeah. which I'm sure has happened in in real life. I would oh, be yeah. surprised if it hasn't. That's, I, I'm really kind of. I was really when I first saw the movie. I was really impressed by that moment. I'm like, that's one of those things where you have again. You're going. This is either going to work or it's going to be ridiculous. Ridiculous! Yeah. <laughs> People are just going to laugh at this, and 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 I, you don't know what it is. You don't know which one it's going to be. I also uh, have to appreciate the. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Mark Forster as an action director. Um, I think I think this is better than um, Quantum, Quantum, of Quantum of Solace, which was a disaster. <laughs> um, I, I think this is better. Of disaster. It, it, this, its action is better than Finding Neverland was. Yeah. Uh, Quantum of Solace, it felt like he set up 20 cameras for everything uh, just because yeah, yeah. he didn't know what to do. And then he like felt bad for the cameras, so he made sure he cut between them all constantly. Um, this one is is more focused. And I will say, just watching it without, um, you know, without the audio, I've been appreciating how... He's not going full green grass on it. Like there was, there was the close up when he, when he was talking to the guy about, uh, you've got to do this or we're going to, you know, kick you off the boat and blah, blah, blah. That would have been shaky cam. You know, that could have been shaky cam and, and been that kind of moment. And it wasn't. It was just very steady, locked off. It was very tight, but it was very steady. And most of this is actually very coherent. You can understand what's going on. There's a very clear kind of through line of action. So I think. 
I think it could be a little bit clearer, but I, I think it generally works for the movie, especially it was kind of problematic in, in, uh, Philadelphia, but you're supposed to be overwhelmed and not be able to confuse, qu- tell what's going on and blah, blah, blah. So, so. they, it's another nice little uh, nod to the book. The, the military guys are referring to the zombies as Zeke. Yeah. Uh, you know, same as the Vietnamese as Charlie or, or whatever. Um, it makes me wonder though, like, how does, how does that, ha- like, what's the first moment where those nicknames emerge organically? Yeah. It's like, is, is there a moment where the first time it's a lighthouse, somebody, some soldier goes, Oh, I'm going to call him Zeke. Hey, we got Zeke over there. <laughs> and like in that first moment, are the other guys like, what? What the hell are you talking about? No. Oh, oh, the, the, the things are, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a great name. Yeah, sure. We'll do that. We'll do Zeke. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a lighthouse thing. It's got to be a lighthouse thing. It's like, Hey, Zeke. Oh, fuck oh Zeke. yeah. Fuck Zeke. Zeke. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Zeke. It's, it, I'm sure. Or do it's they like get together and have a meeting before? And like, so should we? What do you think, Zeke? Uh, yeah, I, no, like Zeke. I, don't, I don't like Zeke. I don't no, like Zeke. no, Zeke. I was thinking. Yeah, you know, I, I really feel like I, I've always thought that, like Zebediah would be good for zombies. You guys, <laughs> is that too long? Well, I don't know how it how it happened with uh, you know the Viet Cong, but I I would imagine it's just a guy. You know, they're they're talking about it, and instead of saying the word zombie or just to be funny, you know, a guy goes, yeah, you know, dealing with my buddy Zeke or whatever, and everyone yeah. knows what he's talking about, and they all just kind of glom onto the yeah. joke, like, oh, he's it's our buddy Zeke. That's that's who it is, and they it just kind of spreads that way, like a virus. Oh my god, <laughs> like an idea virus. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So I go with that. I, well, I mean, I was more. I didn't know that kidding, Vietnamese. I didn't know that. I thought that Charlie. <laughs> I, just, I just thought the image of like somebody coming up with it in the moment of battle and like having a sort of bureaucratic confusion about it was funny. I didn't know that Charlie, <laughs> Charlie was Vietnamese. Wait, who's that? Though. Who's Zeke? Charlie. Uh, Charlie. Uh, Zeke okay? I believe Charlie is V is 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 Viet Cong because VC Viet Cong Victor Charlie. Oh. Hey. I was around at the time. You picked that stuff yeah. up. <laughs> Today I learned. Yes. I think I think that's the entomology of it. Hmm. Well, if it's not, it should be. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's if the, it ain't true, it ought to be. Yeah. Say the Cowboys. Well, if we, so if like we, if we did your, names that way, then I'd be Tango Charlie, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. I want to be like a, like a jazz flautist, Tango Charlie. Tango Charlie. Coming up on NPR. <laughs> Tango <laughs> Charlie. Hey, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> you just stay Mike. Yeah. Do I? Mike yeah. would be Mike. Mike is Mike. Oh. Mike Sierra. I, Tango I, Sierra. And then Bravo, Bravo Foxtrot. Bravo Foxtrot is pretty awesome. That sounds like, <laughs> that's, that's either that the sounds best like an English like, chicken place. Or a stripper name. It's a good stripper name, too. <laughs> Bravo Foxtrot. I, I will say, I, I am, whoa, I forgot about the nuke. Um, yeah. Oh, there's the nuke. Yeah. By the way, I I admire the uh, uh, Brad Pitt's <laughs> his his ability to stay cool when he gets on the phone. Yeah. And yeah. not in any way like bitch her out for calling yeah. him. Yeah. And, Wait till I call you next yeah, time. Yeah. Exactly. You think I, I will I, call you? I promise. I'm the guy going on missions. Yeah. yeah. I'll call you. Like he I I would not be able to keep it together. Yeah. <laughs> quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, honey, I mean, I, I don't like to yell at you on the phone, <laughs> but you did get seven people killed. Yeah, that was bad. What she just did there. Where's the baby? And and you know he's he's you know she's like I tried to call you I'd be like I know I I, I did get it I just couldn't pick up at the time. <laughs> so no, nothing nothing nothing. Dangerous. By the way, that's, that same that I same just, scene yeah. which, which in this in movie it plays as like a, oh shit oh fuck 
with the cell phone going off. It just change the ringtone. It's a comedy scene. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, did it? <laughs> it can still be both. Change the ringtone. It's gonna you yeah. up. Never gonna let you yeah. down. Wake no, it, me up before you go go. Exactly. A jitterbug. <laughs> <laughs> Joan Jet. <laughs> oh baby, you're a nag, 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 you're a nag. And then right. just then that just cues. If I was James Gunn, that would then cue the song, which would be the theme of right. the whole action scene that would follow. Or it's like the yeah. disco be Star Wars fantastic. theme. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Cantina uh, band. So here we I'll are. Watch Shaun of the Dead again. And then we're in Jerusalem all of a sudden. Which this is. This is the only thing that like managed to stay from book to screen yeah. all the way. Yeah. The the walled in Israel. Although in the book they uh, they decided they made the difficult decision that they had to abandon Jerusalem. They could not defend it. Yeah. Um. But this character kind of using the zonk- the Yonkers concept and kind of applying it. Yeah. To- exactly. This this uh this character the bit about the tenth man and all of that that actually came through from the book. Like this is the one thing that was in there that they managed to get so that's not a real it's not a real concept i don't know if it's a real concept but it's it's in the it's from the 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 book book. yeah it might be i don't know there there are things in the book that that he researched and was like this is you know how okay that's how it works yeah this is how it works yeah that's 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 the the book is very grounded in again that's the book really world war z is about if this happened to our world, blah. Yeah. So there's, you know, it's grounded in as many ways as he could find to do it. I mean, he's he's as accurate as he could be about military procedures and everything else. He didn't just make stuff up. So, what were you guys talking about just now? Are you talking about this tenth guy thing? Yeah, yeah the, that's such a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, it's I love that idea. And if it's not a thing, it should in the be. Real it should world, be a thing. It absolutely should be. Yeah. Nine, but nine people agree that it's the tenth person's like obligation to disagree. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. Devils. The concept and the role of devil's advocate is actually a really tremendously important idea, in my opinion, a much more important idea than uh, people generally consider it to be, uh, regardless of whatever the position is. It's 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 what we talked about before, the Ash conformity experiment and test is like if everybody agrees, then it's probably a bad idea. Something if everybody agrees, something somewhere is breaking down, even if it is still ultimately the correct answer. It's still just to make sure that you're coming to the right conclusion on the merits for the of right the, reason for the right reasons versus an ash conformity thing. You need to have a devil where you're co- where you're coming to that conclusion because everybody else did, and you don't want to sound stupid. Exactly. Yeah. It, it just like so. So I forget which episode it was, but I uh, were talking about the ash conformity experiment. As the idea of that, they did this experiment where they brought in uh, four people who are ostensibly uh, test subjects, and then a fifth guy fifth person who was actually the test subject and they said okay there here are these two lines at the front of the room the two lines are clearly different lengths but then they do a poll uh and the actual test subject guy is the last in the line to be asked and the four people before him all say yes those lines are clearly the same amount of length when in real- reality they are clearly not uh, and they asked the fifth guy who's the only actual real test subject are they the same length or not uh and more often than not the the person will say, yes, they are, even though he's clearly just saying that because the other four people are. Uh, so this is actually a tremendously scary result of social <laughs> social psychology. Um, but what they found is just by introducing even just one other person who will offer the dissenting uh, dissenting voice, dissenting uh, answer, uh, then that, that drops the rate yeah. dramatically. So Why that's, that's have like, one of these walls now? They kind of do, and they've been working yeah. on it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Kind of using them this weekend, as a matter of fact. 
topically yeah, Israel. Yeah, yeah. yeah rewatching this, is, this yesterday or, or yeah, it's a whole Friday different vibe, like, isn't it? Well, this also combined with the Eastern European airplane yeah. uh, crashing. Yeah. But like, oh, thank, thank God there's not zombies involved uh, yeah. in all yeah. the bullshit that's going on in the world right now because that would just make it worse. Maybe. Oh, I mean, they're letting Palestinians in. Like, <laughs> it is. I mean, they're just doing the movie out of order. I mean, Brad Pitt is now going to get on a plane that's going to crash because yeah. it's being overrun by zombies. This, ah, uh, man. I, uh, setting aside the character logic of the people in this movie using that mic and amp and everything and just, all right, sure, they did that. Sure, of course they did that. The fact that this is playing out the way it is, the scene is constructed so beautifully because as soon as that starts happening, you just go, oh, God, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. damn it. Like, of, of course, this this yeah. does... This poses one of the problems of doing, try uh, squeezing it into the two hour um, window as opposed to doing it as like a mini series, a mini series, or yeah, exactly. Because it, even even to do this version of the story, to to do him traveling the world as it's happening, um, you could do so much more with he spends a, a you know he spends some time in Israel talking to people as opposed to he lands in Israel and literally. You know, ten twenty minutes yeah. ten minutes later, yeah. it's it, it, the, its defenses fail right where he's standing. Yeah. You know, it's like if you just stop going places, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the few things that you know, kind of just action movie logic. It's like as soon as Brad Pitt shows up, all shit starts to go down yeah. because that's well, how it works. I, I think that's it. Certainly feels that way, but it's that's just a artifact of the editing process. Can you imagine how because yeah, he had a meeting with the guy, so you know it could be three hours, right. twelve hours. You don't know. Can you go back in time and show? this is someone in the 20s you they would die they would have a heart attack and die i think that about so many movies. i would have a frame of reference for it you would yeah. like you know first look, at that, of all, look at that hundred foot pile of people that's real yeah man. first of all it'd be practically impossible to follow because the cuts would blow your mind yeah but um you have to be raised on mtv to be able to handle a movie like this but but yeah just i mean if, even if you did a movie that you know without even that just the things that are being shown on camera would just yeah yeah, I was I would, watching. I would love to that that classic story of the people who ran out of the theater for yeah. the first uh, train yeah. coming to the station movie. I would love to show something like this to them. Or go, show look, it, look what happened. Yeah, the ones who saw the 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 original Lost World show them Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god. Um, oh, I I was watching this yesterday with uh, my roommate Robert, and there's the bit they're coming over the top, and then they're they're just piling up, and he's for Robert goes, oh, I guess never mind. They're, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's like no, it's still bad. Yeah, it's still very bad. And this again, this is so. This is the vibe of Yonkers. It's like this. You it, bullets are not the way to fight this. Bullets no. don't work against that. Bullets will not help you. Helicopters won't do it. Man. Man. It's like nothing. Nothing will stop this when it's happening. They've got yeah. that's just amazing. They make it uh, uh, that this was a a thing that they they bring up over and over again in in behind the scenes materials and in the sin effects and stuff like that is instead of trying to instead of trying to design an iconic like zombie instead of trying to figure out the new way to make zombies look they went set piece they went well they went set piece they they went with the the way of making zombies behave would be iconic to this film so they thought yeah. we're gonna go to the animal kingdom and look at like ants and and other other creatures that that just swarm we're gonna we're gonna create a swarm and then we'll worry about what the what the zombies look like within that but it's the swarm behavior that gives this good the zombies in this we, movie it's, really the good personality. it's, we, it's, it's totally actually we use a similar theory on you know on starship troopers it's like okay well these are this is an insectoid race the the, the difference you know in their combat style per se in starship troopers was we said 
the difference then between them and the humans is the individual has no sense of yeah. I have to protect myself. It, they have no sense of self-protection. They will just walk right up, you know, charge into the fire and not care. And it's the numbers that makes the system work. So, so right. it's the same system here, just without even that level of consciousness. It's, right. a, it's just the reason this strategy works evolutionarily, you could say, is because the individual does not matter in this in this it's scenario. passing on the parasite one way or the other that's exactly. all it's all yeah. the parasite identical. is the what's is what's driving this and the individual you know infected source is not is not the creature that's that's yeah. driving this and that's a and a another way of putting that is as they put it is the as opposed to the zombies being the the creatures it it is the crowd it's the swarm that's the creature in this yeah. movie and they've just you know got the individual little cells of it which are and it's beautiful work zombies. too i mean this this is a lot of you know, i don't know if it's massive but it's whatever it is it's there's a lot, a lot of these are digital people I, they actually wrote their own um yeah. i think it was i think i believe it was mpc and they, yeah. they wrote a lot of their own stuff similar to massive beautiful but, yeah. beautiful stuff beautiful beautiful stuff so, you know with these i mean this you look at these scenes and it's like you know that that you know that those that can't be humans you can't yeah. do that with humans those, those are digital people, and that's and and they did or a that. Who concert, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they did that than one take. specifically because they wanted the zombies, like you yeah. said, having no concern for themselves and just smashing themselves into things. Yeah. And and you know when they're they're talking about uh, people running and jumping and and tackling each other, and they go, "Well, we could have gotten stuntmen to do that, but yeah. even when you've got a stuntman doing it." And even when they're really good, yeah. there is still a sense of their... They will not do it fatally. Yeah, there's still a sense of self-preservation there, and they you you can't get them to leap mouth first right. the way a zombie would. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me, uh, did you guys ever see, I think it was the music video for the Prodigy song, uh, I want to say Voodoo People, but the premise of it, it might have been something else, someone can correct me on this, but the premise of the video was they tie up a bunch of people, they like blindfold a bunch of people. We're watching this, by the way, I'm like, what's wrong with that kid? Somebody get him medicine. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's he apparently... Looks, he looks bad. Fatally uh, uh, diseased. Leukemia or like something. Like blindfold yeah. like five or eight people, and this is all happening like silently, it's just a music video, the song is what's playing, but they blindfold five or eight people, and it's a race, and they're supposed to sprint and the last one standing is the one who wins, but they don't see where they're going, and they're just supposed to sprint. So they're like, oh, they're just wow. like running through a city, oh nasty, at like full speed. Like one of them goes like, "Hey, look, that was like you know the stairway down into a subway that you just ran." <laughs> oh god! And just oh, people like hell. just like hit like a lamp post and shit like that. Oh, god. Just this full on. You have to run incredible. You have to sprint with this blindfold on, and the last one standing <laughs> wins. Oh, my god. So could it? That's what that's, that's what these nasty. zombies remind me of. Couldn't that's you theoretically stand still and? Uh, yeah. Wait for them to They're, wipe out and then yeah, walk. I think you probably have to cross the goal line. You, well, of course, you don't know. Maybe the other guy's going to cross the goal line. So, so this is. I, I think this is a great scene. It's. It's. Uh, you know. Again, it's. We're back to. We're back to the chaos version, as you were saying. Sometimes this movie is very sort of good with geography, and then sometimes it goes chaos, and we're in the chaos section here. But but chaos to a point because that's what that's what's supposed to be seen here. As long as we're capable yeah. of keeping track of, you know. Do we Red, ever find out Red for Pitts sure? These, these this... spurts of blood are are the unrated yes, cut. Exactly. They were added in, which is why or, they look a bit cut out of the uh, other. Yeah, the, the little actions essentially. Yeah, in the in the regular theatrical cut, it's not spraying blood, but they're like, yeah, it's unrated now. Blood look, everywhere. Look digital because you don't see it on the walls or anything else. There's no. Yeah. There's, you don't see the after or her. effects. Yeah. Now I love. I, I also love the bit where she's screaming. He's like, "You're not going to turn." It's like that's not why yeah, she's screaming she's at like, you. That's dude. the second thing I'm thinking about <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> I, don't, I, saying. I, I, oh, I am a little annoyed because I, I did have this idea that I wanted to do this in a zombie movie and 
they beat me to it, obviously. Mm. No. I don't think this is the only one that's done it. Well, no, oh, really? it's no Day of the Dead, my friend. Yeah. Oh. Beat you to it by 25 years. But, they, they stole my idea and, <laughs> and invented a time machine. Yeah. Those meddling kids. <laughs> I, did, did they remind me if they specifically say that her Israeli warrior lady, is she immune or no. did he actually no, he, just he stop just, it he got it in time i like to think that she's immune <laughs> that would have been well that would have been if this movie was a slightly different movie that would have been a great thing is like they find she out she's something. immune and she's like so you didn't have to cut my arm off yeah. then <laughs> thanks for that or maybe it's not even ah, never mind i was gonna say it could even be a thing where she's now now she's gonna die because you cut off her arm and the zombies yeah. don't care that's like right. that's that's, that's, the, that's true, the thing yeah. now she's got gangrene and she's safe yeah. This guy, no, but the, the pilot who's like, I'm getting <laughs> the fuck out of here. No, but I'm just, yeah, he he's justified in what he's doing because he just heard the the chopper went down. Yeah, so as far as he knows, he, they're he doesn't dead. have anyone to oh. wait for now. Yeah. True, and the LZ is overrun, and you know the airport's about to be overrun. That's like, we had, like Trevor that was, out. We had a car waiting, <laughs> but well. Whatever his name is. And, I'm but guessing this, he's a Trevor. This is the, another moment like the guy shooting himself in the head where you go, okay, yeah. now Brad Pitt had an out or okay, had a path well, and what, yeah. do you, what now? All right, Brad. What do you got now? Yeah. <laughs> so, for some reason, I'm just I'm going to keep this armless Israeli girl with me because, you know, we've, we've sort of bonded. I'm kind of resp- It's a Chinese saying <laughs> that if you cut off someone's arm, you're responsible for them <laughs> oh, from yeah, then it's, on. No, it's a... Yeah, it's a thing. I, you know, this movie gets really, really far with me before I end up with this like nuking of a fridge problem. But when, when this airplane, which it's a great scene, but once the airplane crashes, that's the first time in the movie that I get broken yeah, that, out of it and go, it's a little, on, that's, it's a bit much. You know, it's a bit much. It's a really, really excellent scene. Awesome. And if the movie ended with it crashing and then credits, like, oh, wow, well, that was, yeah. yeah, that was intense. Oh, that sucks. But that he lives <laughs> is a little much. Yeah. yeah. But he lives with a piece of airplane through him for that matter. Is, you know, he's, he's actually impaled on a piece of airplane. And still gets up and walks around. They do manage to do a solid job of um, not only, you know, the epic versus the intimate, but because now, you know, we've got a very intimate setting, you know, as opposed to this whole city, they're all trapped in a tube. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a great scene. Again, yeah. It's, it's and they do awesome scene. They do a great job of every zombie attack is different. It feels different and it, it's accomplishing something different as opposed to just another. And now we're running from the zombies again, which the which. um 28 days later started to feel like, uh, you know, in a couple of places because it was just like, and now we're running through the zombies in a tunnel and now we're running through uh, from the zombies in the street. And, you know, yeah. so it kind of got a little repetitive in that sense. Well, so did 2012 with the world ending shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the world ending, the world's ending here too. Oh, <laughs> man. It's like the world's ending everywhere. <laughs> I read a, I read a cheesy. I like the, the just kind of subtle, sorry, um, right. bit where, you can't tell who's running. Are those zombies or are those people trying yeah, to survive? You that's, cannot that's tell. That's one of the really nice things is, you know, it's like that's that's a real problem with this war. Yeah. <laughs> is, uh, and, and World War Z gets, the book gets into that in some really kind of, you yeah. know, well, we got some hard choices, people. I mean, there's some scenes that deal with that. It's like, we know some of these people are infected. How do we figure out who's who? There's some really kind of nasty choices that no, made is it, in the is book. Is it not 10 seconds in the book? No, it's you have to. It's, 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 it's again. It's more traditional. Kind of it's like if you die of it, then you come back like an hour later. Oh. It's not instantaneous. I haven't like read it in, in a long time. Yeah. It's been years. But um, oh, you were saying anyway. Like, so the uh, what was I saying? That I actually read, and I can't remember the name of it. But I read a book years ago. It was just one of those cheap, sort of pulpy, like oh, Stephen King's a thing. Well, now everyone's a horror writer. What, what, what's your plan? What's your story? That literally was a story about a jumbo plane that that 
you know, kind of pseudo based on reality is like those oxygen masks, they're kind of bullshit. <laughs> um, the idea that it's about a plane that has a problem at 30,000 feet, the oxygen mask comes down, but that doesn't actually really, that doesn't save you at 30,000 feet because the oxygen pressure and it's all just kind of bullshit. So the pilot manages to get his, which is a real oxygen mask. They have real ones that work. He manages to get the plane down to a, a breathable altitude, but by the time he's done it, most of the passengers are brain dead mm. and basically turn into zombies. <laughs> so it's a zombie story on a plane because <laughs> of everyone's like brain dead and just kind of like these shambling zombie people. And that's the book is wow. is the whole book is that. And it's like, okay, you know, that's a pretty radical <laughs> concept. It's like we're on the flight deck and we're cool. But we got to land and we got a plane full of zombie people. And what do we do? Mm-hmm. So it's very, it was a very fun premise. So this is this book, this, this scene here kind of like always makes me go, yeah, I've seen, I've seen this scene. There's a whole book about this. The guy in the next seat over should yeah. probably be doing something yeah. to help. Is she going to be okay? It's, it's really awkward. Stewardess, be pushing the call button. Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding, ding. There should at least be some shots of him being like, uh, uh. yeah. So who are you guys? <laughs> How's your day been? Uh, yeah, this this movie has uncomfortable uh, physical moments yeah. in it. Oh, yeah. Brad Pitt's like, no, it's good. You're cool. You're good. It's all good. Yeah, I got this covered. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I'm fine, everything's cool as long as I'm fine. Yeah. If anyone who's ever had a, a wound debrided or anything more ah. than that. Yeah. Just nerves in the world that need to get scrubbed. That's a bad thing. Yeah, it's a really bad thing. Yeah, and, and you're 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 pushing the nerves themselves yeah. with alcohol in a situation like yeah. that. And good you're, on you're her. You're not pushing actress. the hair that pushes the skin that pushes the muscle that pushes the fat that pushes the nerves. You're pushing the nerve itself. Yeah. Now, in in this, the way this movie's been playing out, you fully expect she's going to be dead in eight seconds. Yeah. That yeah. he's going to have managed to like save her. And it's and I, I think it is where the movie pushes it a bit much. Where those two, they are two. Those two of them are the only people who survive. You know, the entire plane gets overrun with zombies and crashes in a big fire explosion. And yet the two of them still manage to survive. That is is it's like it's eh, a bit much. She actually didn't. Yeah, she doesn't wind up being an important character. It would have been it would have been cool if you know he's he the, there's the plane crash and then he's he wakes up or you know it's all in pieces or whatever he's thrown aside or and then there's the shot where he sees you know the zombie stuck in the seat like struggling. It would have been interesting if that were her. Yeah, yeah. and then nasty. it's like fuck. And he just and he can't you know like he just has to like okay I'm he just gonna walk her. away I yeah. can't even deal. So the the one dot that I can't connect with the the whole they don't attack you if you're already dying or something is the dario the dario military guy his problem and the reason he didn't get attacked was something in his leg but how how would him having tweaked his leg oh, no, to, i assume he has some sort of a sarcoma thing is that a thing yeah he's he's more sick than that yeah, yeah. I mean, like he's he's limping but that's like limp, limping is a result of the disease i think like but, you know, he's got some massive tumor in his leg that he doesn't know about yet or something like that. But how would yeah, he... And that, so but, Brad Pitt's got to be like, oh, that sucks for that guy, actually. Now that, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you that that's... Well, that's okay, fine. Technically, that passes the test of he's dying, but we don't know that. Yeah. I agree. It's like the least evident way. Like, that's the last clue. I would Brad not Pitt connect would've, that die. Right. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. and the other thing is, if he's in the military, he would have... 
it's not like he started limping yesterday. Like he would have gone to sick bay like uh, last week, right? Well, they've the been, doctor. but they've been holed up in this place for a while, however long. Yeah, I mean, well, that that whole that whole plot line, like I said before, is yeah. essentially bullshit. Um, although I, I kind of, I do like to, I do like the idea that okay, let's posit that that's how the world works. It's like okay, once we once we get the upper hand and we we manage to start to restore civilization, I think zombies should then become a standard diagnostic tool. Uh, you just have one, you have one chained up. It's like there's the MR, there's the MRI, and there's a zombie chain next to it. Well, it's, let's just do the zombie check first. It's like that. Yeah, cat, okay. It's like no, that you're cat good. that you're knows good. when someone's gonna die. He totally wants to eat you. You don't have anything serious. Let's just uh, move on from there. It's like the it's like the quick check. It's like okay. He's he's oh he's he's turning away. So yeah, let's pop you in the MRI. See what we're dealing with here. Uh oh, Zeke looks hungry. Let's uh come yeah. come this way. Come this way. Yeah, I think uh, it's like that cat. That's if uh, he's gonna eat you, then you're fine. You're when this cat fine. sits on your chest, that means you die tomorrow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my cat sat on my chest this morning. Yeah, it's not the death cat. Oh, Different cat. Okay, or we'll get it? you checked. Two things in life are guaranteed death and cats is <laughs> they did they did this tropey thing with the dog in the full well first of all that is part of the that is part of the book is dogs you know yeah dogs have, dogs know yeah they as opposed to the the zombies ignore you if you're sick the dogs go ape shit yeah, the if dogs you're like, infected Fuck it. um tried to warn you but but right here they they fully acknowledge and like the behind the scenes stuff they're like yeah the bit with the dog and stuff totally phoning it ahead for the audience <laughs> yeah. because because that's what builds the tension the audience yeah. knows what we're doing yeah. and is ready to see it coming makes, makes no sense but come on we we know how this works you know this game is played so this is yeah this is a great scene i just i just i will i say i would deduct points just as you mentioned i deduct points that they didn't really find a way to, to pardon the expression land right. this sequence well, I mean yeah. the, the reason it's scary is because everyone yeah, it's knows awesome. it's a great scene the it's reason it's scary scene. is everyone knows if something goes wrong with the plane you're dead yeah. the point the, the scariness is coming from we all know that because this is behaving realistically if something goes wrong with that plane and the plane goes down you die and then when the plane goes down it's like holy shit but then he doesn't die if I don't know maybe it just retroactively just, just the fact that he's all you know Mr. Mr. Resourceful, Mr. You know, always figures out how to, you know, Mr. He always MacGyvers his way out of whatever. Yeah. This one, we're just going to strap in and hope we don't die in a massive plane crash. And hey, that works. That's awesome. And not only that, but the only other person I know on this plane is the other person <laughs> who survived. Right. In fact, I would actually have no problem with the scene at all. That's a good point. Way to go. It's, I would have no problem with the scene at all if like right before they hit, he just does some weirdo random thing that maybe that's yeah. bullshit, but just something that looks MacGyverish, just to be like, ah, well, no one else thought to do that. He is clever. Then I have no problem with him living. But that he's just a random dude on this plane that doesn't die is a problem that I get to have with this movie because I don't have bigger problems with this movie. Yeah. And again, it's every movie in the world has done it. It's just that he's he's survived eighteen other things that ten million people didn't survive. This one's just like okay, that was purely random that you survived <laughs> that one. You did you didn't deserve to survive that one. But, uh, you know, other than the, they didn't really come up with like the really genius resolution for this. This scene's amazing. It's, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah. this is so bad. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure out yesterday if um, the plane crash set is the same as the World of the Worlds one. I don't think it is. No, no. I don't think it is. World of the Worlds. That would have been, been a thing to do, certainly. But I would have saved money, to be yeah. sure. Well, I, World of the Worlds was a, a larger plane, though, for, for one and thing. And wasn't it CG for the most part? No. 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 no, no I was there. Just, I just saw it like a couple months ago. I yeah. walked around on it. It's still there. And yeah. it's the set is still there, too. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Huge. Well, they moved uh, it to Universal. 
It's well, well, it was, it was yeah, always at Universal. It's where it oh, is. Is that, okay. Because they still use it for just, They didn't shit? unmove it from Universal. No, they just they tram you through it. Oh, yeah, it's on the tour. I it's see. one of the things on the tour. But it's when you see a tour. plane, because it's a jumbo, it's when you see it broken up, it's massively huge. Yeah. I mean, it's a stunningly large to see a, a half a chunk of a plane oh, sitting yeah, there. So, By the way, there's here. a... Oh, uh, with the like seatbelts blowing in the wind and oh, stuff. Oh, Jesus. It's the whole it's the whole neighborhood set from yeah. more of the world. That's yeah, freaky. Yeah. It's really it's freaky. To, in the it's freaky to be there in person. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like even knowing you, you feel gravitas even knowing it's yeah. a set. It was being called in by pilots when they first built it. Well, yeah, that was they were saying there's a crash, there's a plane down. Well, that and it's really fucked up. Yeah, it's well, bad. Oddly, in terms of things, just like reminding you of fucked up shit for no, just it, it shouldn't. But that's what happens when you build a, a facsimile like this. For my 21st birthday, we went to Las Vegas. And it was like mostly my mom's friends and then like me, Chloe and Brian. <laughs> and, yeah. and we were at New York, New York. And there's a roller coaster that goes through New York, New York. Like it comes around outside and it does loops and stuff. But then it rolls through inside the casino for a little bit or it starts in the casino or something. And most of the casino floor is like or at least part of it where all the restaurants and the shops are is it looks like like Brooklyn. It looks like downtown New Yorkiness. Like yeah. they've dressed it, it up. It feels like you're on the seat streets of New York. It's designed that way. And then Brian was just like every he, he just made the observation like it's kind of fucked up that every five or eight minutes this place just rumbles and it seems like everything's about to crash. Because <laughs> like this roller coaster would just go through and just like <laughs> and everything starts like juggling and shit. It's like what's it, collapsing here yeah, in New York? It, it sounds like minutes. it sounds like something is about to crash into something right. else in New York. Here, here's the panorama I took of it. If you want to say the whole thing, but yeah, uh, it was just it was you know it was just fucked up. Obviously, they didn't do that on purpose. It was just this weird like, oh yeah, you're right. That's really weird. I'm sitting in like what looks like an outdoor patio in New York, but my chair starts rumbling and, it, and there's odd smell of yeah whatever. Yeah. This is a really terrifying. Spot. It's it's slightly unclear, but the the reason the um the reason the plane goes down and is because when the stewardess zombie gets sucked out, she goes through the engine. Yeah. Uh, uh, they don't. They didn't really. They could have had like an explosion or some sound or, or something to really kind of emphasize that a little bit more. Because the first time matter. I, I was kind of like, wait, what's wrong? I mean, it's depressurizing, but it's not necessarily a great. I'm spit. I'm just. I'm trying to spitball like how they can no. have done it. They've already established that he can fly, just not very well. So if he like made his way to the cockpit and managed to land it, kind of, sorta. Enough that the cockpit, you know, but the the way they crash it in the movie, of course, the thing just comes apart and everything falls to bits and everyone's dead. But, uh, you know, it's like if you wanted to, like, plausibly have him proactively try and survive it, other than, like, getting a life raft and leaping out and landing in a river, which has worked in other movies. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like I, I, that's what I'm thinking of is like because there is no it's, it's, a, it's a no win scenario when we're in. And again, we're kind of topical here uh, that, you know, when you're in a jumbo jet and it's got a problem. You don't have a lot of options. You just don't. And so, so the idea, the only thing you can do is maybe kind of half acidly land it rather than just crash it. So, so maybe he's like, hey, we got to go down because the plane's on fire. I'm going to flatten it out. You know, I'm going to pull a flight. I'm going to pull a Denzel Washington and put it down in that field. And it's not going to be pretty, but I'll survive that. No, yeah. You know, uh, is the point that that's going all the way through him into the chair, and that's why he takes it out? Because if it's just in him, but he does, yeah, take leave it. it. The, the, if it's yeah. just in him, leave it. The, the plan is leave it. If if you got one of those, yeah. it's better to leave it. Which, by the way, for now, random thing. I was driving up to a which place. he does. That's true. Yeah. They they yeah, take it's, it out. It's, oh, see, it's all the way through him, but yeah. it's he's like, oh, oh, that sucks. Worst trip ever. <laughs> I was uh, driving up to a place uh, 
outside of the Sierras uh, called Silver Lake. Not Silver Lake. Silver Lake. It's actually like silver. Uh, and on my way up there, I basically, I'm telling you this so you can find the highway. But I was going there from LA and I on the way there, I saw a... Um, I saw something that I've never seen before. I've seen uh, like airplane graveyards before where they take planes they don't use anymore and just line them up. But I'd never seen one where all the planes look like right now brand new. Like there was a it was a whole bunch of basically seven series Boeings and Airbuses, just big ass like they, they still have like logos on them and shit like, you know, Alaska Air, just like 150 of them all just like right next to each other on a strip in the desert. And it was really creepy. Like I associate that with like old planes or things that are falling apart. Maybe they're building them. Maybe maybe they're building them, but uh, usually that's no, a graveyard. Would, yeah, they if, they, if they're building them, they wouldn't have livery on them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they maybe that's where they paint livery on. No, like, it's just it was just weird because I've I've seen that before with like oh look at all those really cool old you know a bunch of old Douglas planes over there that it's a sad thing that they're all broken down but they're old fine. This was just a whole bunch of like it looks like you just took all the planes that are currently at LAX and put them in a tight little pack. Well, maybe they were old and they just didn't look old from your vantage point. Well, yeah, I'm sure they were, you know, 20 or 30 years old, maybe yeah. 50 years old. But they just, they look planes, planes they looked fresh. Essentially the same for about 40 years now, you know, once they switched over to jets. Yeah, it was just more that they didn't look all run down. It looks like they, maybe more than anything, now, it looks like they were in effect- place there. Now, back to speaking back to the movie, effectively, we're now in the new part, right? Yep. Because yeah. this is the new thing. At, well, as of waking up from the crash, yeah. we are we are somewhere new. Did the crash resolve differently than what we just he, saw? He, I don't think so, but they crashed they crashed in Russia instead of here. Um, and so that's how we got kind of conscripted into And I'm very Russian pleased with this joke, form. by the way. Now we get to go see Peter Capaldi, <laughs> yeah. Dr. WHO. Yeah. Yes. A who doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Then, and then now, this is fun. We get to play the game where, okay, he's just... That that was a shot of that guy reacting, not yeah. saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> so so they didn't have to rebuild that set and get all that together. They just okay. I got this clip of him just kind of not saying any lines, and we'll put a voiceover over that. And okay, so that's how we'll keep that connection going. And she's same thing here. She's, she's just yeah. being. She's sad. just sitting there being sad. We got yeah. some shots of that, so that's uh, great. It's weird, honestly. If I was, if I found myself, and this is not a plausible thing, but here's a scenario: if I found myself like, "Hey, T, guess what? You're directing right now. Two hundred million dollar studio feature. Yeah. Go!" And we don't have a script, or it's still like one of those where yeah, it keeps changing sort of things. One of the weirdo things that I would try to make happen, like when obviously you have no time and not enough time to do I, anything, is just every single set piece. Get some footage of a main character just like looking or listening or nodding or on the phone and just being told something but we don't know what it is just in case because now it's like well i do have footage of them standing around, i do like, that all the time it's just like i don't know, shot, i have baby. no reason to yeah. think i'm gonna need this but i i can't get this set again so let's just get a shot of you like hearing someone say something on the phone and have it be meaningful i do that actually all the time actually it looks like um always I, always saves my ass i did a quick thing <laughs> a quick look at what the um what the script was doing there wasn't i, I think the plane crash appears to be new that the like leading that that whole sequence was added to on get, the, get on to the, the, on crash. the plane itself. Yes, because yeah, before they just took off and their nearest landing, you know, it's Belarus Airways. It's like they just landed in Russia, mm. and that's and it it took off from there. So the that whole um, sequence, I guess, was unless it's in a later draft, which is is perfectly possible. I'd, I'd find it hard to believe that they did that whole crash as part of the new ending. Mm-hmm. I, I I would imagine it probably breaks right where they land. Yeah. I mean, clearly, as soon as they come to this facility, we're in the new zone, so. And it kind of, you know, we, we talked about it feeling a bit like uh, going to the mansion and, and whatnot, but it definitely feels like it's a different movie now. Yeah. You know, but but in a way that works for it, ultimately. I get it. It's, it's, a, it's 
as I said, I think it's it's a stunningly radical choice and and an amazing leap of faith on many people's parts to go, okay, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. For me, the story here is that it works. And like, it works. That's that's, that's the just amazing thing. Un- that it really is. If you, you, know, you don't know the other thing and this works. And apparently... Again, I'd be, of course, we'd all be fascinated to someday see that special edition where we get to see, you know, not a special, I don't want to see a special edition. I want to see, you know, a direct, a a extra feature. I don't want to see it cut into the movie and see how the whole other movie played out. But um, just to see what that sequence would have been. And because apparently it kind of set up like, you know, well, we're safe now, but for how long? It was one of those. (laughs) And then, you know, cue the sequel kind of endings. Whereas this movie kind of goes, well, we've, we've got it pretty much figured out. You know, we're good. We've got it kind of set. We, we, we kind of know what we need to do now. Huh. That's interesting. I wouldn't admit. I wouldn't. That they even kind of made it less of a gateway to a sequel the way this new yeah. ending resolved. Yeah. That's odd. I, I wouldn't have come to that observation about you saying it. Yeah. But apparently, it makes apparently sense the, otherwise, they would have totally tried to make this a franchise starter. And yeah. the, the rewrite basically puts an ending on the story. And that's one of the reasons we like it. It answers well, questions and gets out of there. There's, they're already working on World War Z, too. I, so mean, you, you know, I mean, there's, there's many ways to go, but I'm just saying that apparently from what I just read in an interview or someone where that, that ending was much more of a to be continued yeah. dot, dot, dot yeah. kind of vibe, whereas you could easily say this story's been told. Is it going to be called World War ZZ? <laughs> Who knows? Well, if the Z, Z means, sub two, you know, yeah, World War Z, Z, WWZ. Oh, well, I'm sure it's just going to have a subtitle. World War Z, the Zening, yeah, Z two, uh, Z top, the Walking Zed, <laughs> the Return of Zeke, Zeke's Revenge. I feel like he's somebody too. He looks familiar. He does look familiar. Okay, let's see if let's watch this one. Okay, we're in a smaller set now. <laughs> he's okay. He's, he's just re- hearing like guys reacting. Yeah, where have I seen that guy before? Hold on, I'll oh find it. Okay, oh, he did actually. Well, oh, no, it's no? Con- yeah. but it's conceivable that he could have called from Russia and they're just using this guy's half of the same scene. Yeah, and that's now voiceover and, and the, saying the- who he is. And- let's see. Why can't I find him? Is it just because he, he looks exist? Is it just because that guy looks like uh, who, who does he look like? Javier Bardem, maybe. Ah, here we go. He's, he does have a kind of a look. And I, th- I would, I would, I think it makes sense that the the plot point of we thought you were dead and we kicked your family out would have uh, would have been there. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and so that half didn't have to change either. You know, yeah. the, the, well, oh they, well, you know, you're Jack now because your family's been evacuated and we don't even know when, who they are. When he went and and talked to the wife, the the guy who went to say hey they need to talk to you that was matthew fox right. that's how they wound up kind of that kind of became a thing and and it, oh it must it, it according to uh you know the, the trivia or whatever it must really sting for matthew fox not only was he cut out of <laughs> because not only was he mostly cut out of this movie but that ending was setting him up to be the primary antagonist of the sequel. Oh, God. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the human antagonist, obviously. Oh, wow. So they're like, yeah, we not only are not in this movie, we probably won't be in the next one either. <laughs> yeah, that's so bad. Sorry, buddy. Bad news all around. Has Matthew Fox been doing anything lately? Uh, What's the last Is thing? he Megan Fox's husband or brother? Neither. No, neither. He's, and he is the son of 20th Century Fox, though. Oh, you know what it is? <laughs> this guy, this Fuck guy, it. nepotism in Hollywood, yeah. man. This guy is like a really Italian. Um, uh, oh, 
thought you were going to have an actual answer to this. Now you're going off on a thing. <laughs> no, it's what he reminds me of. He's been he's been in other movies, but he's a, he's an Italian Hugo Weaving. That's who he is. That's true. He is. <laughs> That's why I feel it like Hugo familiar. Weaving. <laughs> it's Hugo Weavertore. <laughs> no, oh, it's the, weird. It hadn't been weird. The last thing he was in was World War Z, actually. Matthew, this this, Matthew this actress is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this this zombie actress they keep in a cage. Awesome. She is some freaky deaky stuff. Yeah, I do. I, I do like the fact that they're like, okay, so we're going to do something with that. Yeah. I don't know. There's somebody in the background working still. <laughs> there are people, there are people on it other than these, these four, uh, central guys. But they did this whole thing. It's like, okay, so we've cast this one actress. She's going to be the, you know, the zombie in the cage. And then they break for lunch and you sit next to her at lunch like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> Hi. Having some salad? I am having salad. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, that's good. Nice. She's, she's probably vegan. <laughs> yeah. She's having a fruit cocktail. But she's she's one, a of bite? Those, she's one of those people who can do that thing where she bugs her she eyes out. She pops her eyes out. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, it's great. I don't. I don't know about that. She just has really big eyes. She's just got the right. They. they that's good casting right yeah. there. They said, "Could you look a little nutty?" Yep, you've got the job. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow. Okay. In fact, we'd like you to stop now and save it for the scene. <laughs> Please, <laughs> no more. Do this. Yeah. We'll pay you more if you promise not to do not that. To do until that we roll ever, cameras. unless we're rolling. Because fuck. <laughs> it's like Christopher <laughs> Nolan just says to Heath Ledger, I'll pay you to leave. Just you're yeah, freaking just me the fuck out. Don't be here anymore because that's not happy for us. Both of the main featured zombie people. Jesus. Just her <laughs> and, so awesome. and other toothy guy are both. I wonder if that's fun. Like for, an, for, for a character actor to be oh, like. Oh, it's got to be a blast. Just like yeah. that much into it. Yeah. I'd have to imagine that's funner than like even a normal role would be because it's just like I'm going to do some really really wacky shit yeah. but I'm not going to like ever break I'm going to be that intense about it the entire time well it's, it's I bet you get really into it It's and it's the kind of thing where you know that's her job was to come in for a day they're going to point a camera at her and they're like make crazy faces and and to an extent it's probably almost more rewarding than like being a lead because when you're a lead, you do your, you do your thing yeah. and the, the director's like, okay, this is, you know, we'll do this and you do multiple takes. When you're that character, it's like, and go and you go <laughs> yeah. and you do your thing and just the whole crew goes crazy because <laughs> yeah. you're also, just dealing like, your one I, thing. I, I didn't overplay that, did I? No. Yeah. There's, nope. I don't, there's no such thing for your role. In fact, if you could go bigger, go ahead. <laughs> Feel free to go bigger with it. It's also probably great because it's so such a self-contained uh, part that she yeah. was able to come in, do her stuff, and then I'm probably just, leave. Oh, yeah. Everybody else has got to sit around for three quarters yeah. of the day waiting for the lighting. And yeah, look at I this. Did. Here we are. It's like Brad Pitt's on screen. We're talking about the you know the unnamed extra. <laughs> She's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about stealing a scene. Yeah. Although you know, as to that, I don't think she was probably on set with anybody else because <laughs> she was all cutaways pretty much. So. That makes it easier, I think. Yeah. Like, I, actually, I wonder if that would make it easier or harder because one of the guys is clearly like playing off of Brad Pitt's reactions, and he's in the scene with him. Oh no, I'm just talking about her. The other guy, yeah. Well, yeah, but, and then she basically probably was by herself. Like, I can yeah. imagine on one hand being with the actor that you're working with gives you something to play off of, and that helps. But I can also imagine like not having an actor that like be right in your face, like looking at you and judging you. Like, you're doing a really weird thing. Like, it's not working. You'd be really like self-conscious about the zombie performance you're giving, and maybe it's better <laughs> when there's not another actor right there. I can't imagine which one would be, Could be. better. 
I mean, there were certainly people I'd on set because myself. there were reflections in the thing, but I doubt they got yeah, Brad Pitt to sit and be a reflection for <laughs> her growling scenes. He's just that good. Well, he might do it. He might be generous yeah, like that. He's playing off camera like, yeah, come at me, baby. Come at me. Come I at mean, me. he's he's the producer, so he might have had to be there he anyway. Was, he was there so, anyway. Yeah. That's true. It's his movie. He's, he's the one going, yeah, we're totally going to reshoot the ending. Yeah. And I'm going to have to support everybody along the way. I What's interesting is, and I, I get I, I am... I really want to someday. I hope we get, and unless it's out there already, the the full story about the whole thing. Because the other thing that certainly, from what I'm looking at, this whole concept that they go dormant and they stop zooming only just showed up. And yeah. I think that's almost certainly someone said, "Okay, what if once there's no more stimulation, they just stand around and we can do a suspense scene instead?" Mm. Well, that's that's huh. part of the Walking Dead comics at the very least, and I think it's in the show as well. Uh, it is, but it's, you know, it's not in this movie that these things are just like, ah! Yeah, yeah, I had, I had a notice. Idea, oh, oh, in the movie, you mean? In the oh, context okay, of this gotcha. movie, the gotcha. idea that if they don't have anyone to chase, they just freeze up and just wait. Yeah, I, I hadn't know. even pieced together that had they're behaving never occurred in the movie until this moment. Yeah, it, no. I, I they, didn't even notice a, that they're behaving differently. They're, they're basically... I, I, that's the interesting thing. Like, they're as of this moment, there's a break, and they're essentially no longer zombies. They're almost standard yeah. zombies. They will be zombies if you trigger them. But, yeah. but, but I think in somebody, and it could have been Lindelof or whoever, said, yeah. okay, what if... Oh, this now is just, it's in a small contained yeah. zone. What if they're not zooming anymore? And you can, and, and, and you, we don't have to do big epic crazy fight scenes. We can do suspense. That's it. Well, that's exactly it. You you watch this, and from first of all, it works great for the movie, so that's great. But it also worked for the bank account, I'm sure, because they went, yeah. Hey, how about we do a last hour where we have essentially no effects, yeah. to have to deal with? And it's yeah, of course, it's like yeah, we can't throw out the third act where Russia explodes and. Save it by making India explode. I yeah. mean, we don't have that kind of money. So it's like, what if we get Brad and some other people <laughs> to and, walk around an office room and an empty office and we walk around in it really slow a lot? You know, all right, yeah, we could do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Well, and as, as you said, it turns out to be great I mean, because I mean, we could make this part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where is this supposed to be? This office? Cardiff. Cardiff. Wales. Wales. Okay. So maybe that's not even what the zombies are like. Probably when, when actually pretty close to the Doctor Who experience. Yeah. It's 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 not that they're like locked up and there's no more stimuli. It's just they're just Welsh zombies. They just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> totally laid back British zombies like, Hello how are you? Uh, they're very polite. <laughs> <laughs> one of them I want one of them to be Rob Brighton so bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's just standing there with no makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hello. Do it. Like, try, do it. Like, like basically he's trying to blend in, but he just he, he can't even like say, help me, help me. I'm, I'm standing here still. Please, I'm not a zombie yet. He's just standing there watching them go by. He can't talk. I like even the subversion where instead of crawling through the dark holes, it's br- it's yeah. perfectly well lit and it's still terrifying. Oh, yeah. This is great. This is a great, this is a wonderful, it's, whoever thought of this, earn their paycheck yeah. because it's, it's do we, great. Do we, Apparently do we it was Lindelof, Lindelof. So yeah. Well, we have to okay, we praise All him because he did a good job. Yeah, so he, d- he earned it. Um, yeah, and apparently he came in and you know watched the cut and he went, okay, so two things you can do. Number one, you can do some reshoots to try and make that third act make a lick of sense because apparently even he was like, whoa, that <laughs> <laughs> I could Hold not on. follow that what at all. What is going on? Um, or you reshoot it, and I guess he pitched this to them, um, essentially, or, or you know, a version of a more intimate thing. 
And they went, hey, that's cool. Let's do that. And he goes, okay, good luck selling that to Paramount. Yeah, really. But then throw it's, out your third act. At that point, when you're $200 million in, at that point, it's like, how much can we shoot that for? Eh, it's like going to be another $10 million. Yeah. Well, anything's going to be another $10 million. We might as well do it. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? You know? If that doesn't work, then hey, you know, we'll, we'll keep talking. But to, to my understanding, uh, the kind of idea of this, of this change uh, was Lindelof's, and then it was actually... Put into practice, it was actually written by uh, Drew Goddard. Yeah. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, so that's why it worked. That's okay. (laughs) So, yeah. So. I'm not going to do it, man. I'm not going to say he did a good job. (laughs) I I refuse. There are things that I can't bring myself to do. (laughs) Is it Goddard or Goddard? I don't know. I I went with one just to finish my sentence. It's two Ds. Goddard is one D in French, and Goddard is two Ds. On the other hand, though, if you're going to mess up someone's, like, some some filmmaker person's name pronunciation, the the best thing you can do is accidentally call them Goddard. (laughs) Yeah. Like, sorry, Wells. I really enjoy Goddard. It's Wallace, actually. Oh, well, Wells is close enough. I, I was giving Charlize the benefit of the doubt, and it turns out it actually is Theron, and not Theron, as I've always been <laughs> saying. So, no, it's just Theron, just like it's spelled. Like the bird. Yeah. Theron, like a heron. The heron. Brad Pitt's got an axe. Yep. And then he doesn't. He's he just leaves it at a door for some reason. You actually cut the sequence into Moneyball and make a funny little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find ourselves like a he's good... Going, he's we're going to find back, a good pitcher. Right, exactly. He's going back into the meeting with those guys, just like, got the <laughs> <Yeah>. axe. <laughs> Does he have the same his, hair? I think he has call. the same hair. Or largely yeah, really. Hair. He's shooting mornings on Moneyball and evenings reshooting this. Jonah Hill zombie. <laughs> Dude. It's interesting because I'm actually not... Super nuts for the zombie makeup in this sequence. I think it's I, it's fine, but it it definitely feels like different zombies than the rest of the the movie. Yeah, it's not as elaborate. Yeah, that's for sure. I guess the I guess the justification is this. You know, this hasn't. This was just recent. Yeah, that B wing fell, so they're not. That, they're not screwed. The they're not screwed up. I'm not clear why he left the axe there. Well, to keep so, the door open. So, but yeah, yeah, but but why do you want the door open? Yeah, <clears throat> I guess maybe I guess so. it automatically closes. It's like seals if they don't mm-hmm. it open. But you know, maybe grab one of those those uh, coke cans from the commissary <laughs> instead no. of your axe. <laughs> I remember coming home late at night in my dorm room and seeing this kind of scene a lot. I'm like, <laughs> oh, let's <laughs> let's go the other way. <laughs> Carol's had a big night. Hey, Carol, sup? So, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. So, are you going to have that report for me? No? Okay. Yeah, uh, that, all right. That's fine. Whenever yeah. you get around to it, it's fine. And then they go zoom mode. We heard a thing. I want Peter Capaldi to have more to do. <laughs> I had, Is he a Doctor Who person? Is that the deal? He's the new doctor. He's, he's, the, new doctor. Oh, he's the one right now. And they, yeah, they, the one they had a, a little bit of inside knowledge, apparently, the filmmaker, so he's he's credited as WHO doctor in this. Oh, <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> I doubt that they had heads up. Supposedly yeah, I think did. it was just a coincidence. Really? Supposedly. But 
Maybe not. I, 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 it is a perfectly plausible coincidence. Well, what are, the, what are the, all the other people that are also in this scene called? Are they also called WHO Doctor? Because in that mm, case, I'd know. go, I don't think that's a thing. I think that's <laughs> yeah. just a thing he WHO was. WHO Doctor 1, WHO Doctor 2. Now, if he is the like 13th WHO Doctor, now, okay, now, then it's like, okay. Well, WHO yes, number they 13. Definitely, they definitely did that on purpose. <laughs> I think that's more than a coincidence. Or 12. And John Hurt had an uncredited. No, he's not. Yeah. The, you're right. They're all WHO Doctors. So. Ha ha. It's just amusing. <laughs> Sup? God, that guy looks pissed. It's it's William Fichtner. It's Steve Ballmer. Run! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's amazing. Let me tell you about the new software upgrade. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> was there's one of those great YouTube clips where someone's taking clips from Walking Dead, and they it's like the, it's like their Velociraptor clips. Someone someone's just dubbed voices to all the Walking Dead zombies who are going guy, and they're all going hey. Hey! <laughs> hey! Well, it's the same thing as hey! the raptor video, right? Yes, which is yeah. why I said it was the same as the raptor video. Oh, I didn't catch that like, part. But the zombies are all like, but it's, it works great. They're just making these wild-eyed faces. Hey! <laughs> hey! Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. That was my hey! Yeah, yep. I agree that these look like different zombies, but also it, it might just be a thing that they decided, dude, we're already changing their behavior yeah. for the for the most part. No one will notice, and this looks better in close up than the other one does. Yeah. Uh, I bet it was probably more pedestrian than I bet that they just the makeup artist was probably on another job. And they went, all right, we need a new makeup artist. Well, you can get zombie makeup artist. There's a lot of people who can do zombie makeup. I think I think they did. They clearly made a conscious choice. Let's not be elaborate about it, and that might just been a cost cutting. Look, let's just get through this. Let's you know, let's make this as simple as we can. We also, until now, we didn't ever feature any zombies. You know, it's like you never really got a good look at zombies until yeah. until the sequence. Oh, there are a few. Yeah. Generally, you don't. So, you know, there's like one. There's yeah. Like, and mostly those were like, basically like that shot of the Reaver in Serenity that's awful, where it's just, Brah! Yeah. Like just those kind of cuts where it's like, eh. Don't spend much time looking at him. Whoever she is, I like her. She's good. She's the she's the next new Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, they were all yeah. credited that way because yeah, they know. knew all of them. <laughs> that, that, that'll be the they secret. Knew like twenty forty. That'll be the secret thing. Do you know if you watch the ending of World War Z, everyone in that scene ultimately became <laughs> Doctor Who. Every single person, including Brad Pitt. Well, you go out into a far enough timeline. It, it's like directing Star Wars movies. Eventually, we'll Eventually all get every to be in Doctor Who. A Star Wars and by the time that Mike is finally Doctor Who. He still will not have choreographed any fights. Yeah, in Star Wars <laughs> that's right. They'll they'll bring him out and be in a wheelchair. Like, yeah, you get to choreograph this one, Mike. Uh, here you go. Uh, like you raise your hand to point and you uh, die. That's, that's, that's great. <laughs> so great. Well, we tried. Yeah, it's like can't say we didn't try. <laughs> so yeah. So again, you know, for a bullshit premise, <laughs> this whole thing well it's a suspense i mean it's perfect it's, well that's right but the no i'm talking about the the mcguffin here the it's reason like, uh, yeah we're going yeah. through it it's like because it can they can tell if because of the disease because of whatever it's like no the evolutionary strategy is infect everyone regardless <laughs> that would be the evolutionary strategy but uh you know okay yeah because because it's totally like yeah they want to make sure they've got they've got 
only good healthy hosts that can then smash yes. into everything yes, without for heat. this for this disease that is instantaneous. So there's no opportunity cost for it. just yeah. infect everybody. <laughs> if that guy's terminally ill already, who fucking cares from the disease's standpoint? He yeah. probably got about yeah. he's probably got about thirty seconds before he yeah. blows his head he open. He can still on run a... around and crash into things for a good couple of weeks right. before yeah. the cancer. Because the thing gets is, in. like, if the rule is that it only they they just don't infect people who are about to die. That's like we'll say we'll be really liberal and say that's one percent of people this thing does not have like any particular evolutionary reason to whatever i'm doing is 99 percent effective it's like well what can we do to shave that down a little bit i want to <laughs> yeah. i feel like we should probably be at 100 percent yeah just evolutionarily speaking meanwhile we still have all sorts of useless shit that was just ah you know we didn't didn't in the first place 99 yeah, exactly. effective you're not going to evolve better than 99 percent right effective. well the the mutate you know in the in the you know, epilogue here. It's like the mutation of this zombie disease that gets the one zombie to go. You know what? Don't fucking care and yeah. bite everything. That's the that's the next evolutionary yeah. step forward, and and that's what's gonna you know. That's why I go with the idea. Like you know, wow, it's it's pretty awesome that uh, you know somehow this disease enables a undead person to go. Oh, oh smallpox. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's the other thing. Like, what exactly is the mechanism? By which the virus can tell. Yeah. It's, it's not like your body gives off AIDS pheromones or something. <laughs> Maybe not yours. <laughs> no. It smells like strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, wow. the, it's the lisp that made that joke. Right yeah. Off. Oh. Yeah. So, so again, all I'm saying is that's, that's, yeah, that's the magic bullshit. bean. It's that's bullshit. the magic yeah. bean. But, okay, you buy the premise, you buy the bit. You know? You buy a Peter great, Gabriel. you know, nice, simple. Okay, here it is. Here's the idea, no. you know, and you get an entire third act of nice suspense out of it. Again, I'm saying as a, as a cut and paste rescue job, someone's a genius. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. As opposed to, you know, some full on matrix. Okay. So what if it's aliens <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And it's their invasion plan. Yes. The uh, apparently what the original thing what what made him you know the the hero of time and space in the uh, original version <laughs> That's Mike was he wound up as <laughs> the wizard of speed and time yeah. but close he yeah. was the somehow he was the only one who figured out from the battle in Russia that when they get cold they kind of freeze up and stop moving and what? then you can just go up and whack them which is from the book which is from the book and so he was the one who kind of put that forward it was like hey if they get cold then they die because no one else would have made that yeah somehow nobody else Russia figured that out as winter came yeah well they seem to be slowing down well no I'm, until brad pitt signs off i'm not gonna buy that strategy at not, all. E not not even the zombies could conquer russia yeah. in the winter <laughs> yeah, yeah really it's like well yeah if it worked on nazis i guess it would work on zombies too not a lot of overlap there but that's one thing that they'd have in common that is a point that is a point also made in the books that is of course a great uh, where it's like we we figured out killing killing zombies was to go for the brain. Then they're like it's weird that it took because that's really how yeah. you kill anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's again World War Z was fun that exactly yeah. that that you know in the army you don't go for the brain because yeah. that's the hard shot. You, you shoot go for, for center mass, center mass because that will stop them, but it doesn't stop zombies. So. I just like the idea that it never would have occurred to them to ever shoot them in the head. They're like trying to like stomp on their toes and shit. Like they don't die. Nothing <laughs> yeah, really. Like they're hitting them with like bafo. I've been noodles. insulting him and he won't stop coming. <laughs> what are we missing? 
You're like, like some some weird kamikaze, like SEAL Team 6 guy runs in, grabs a zombie's foot and just tries to like <laughs> stub its toe on a desk. Ah, he didn't die. Ah. Like they're trying everything. <laughs> with a I'm feeding him a lot and then having him go swimming. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in with a pair of pliers and pulls out like the pinky fingernail. Just goes right over. No, it didn't do it. Turns out that was it the whole time. <laughs> I do like the the idea. What do you mean, like destroy their head? Yeah, yeah right, guys. <laughs> Tell just, me one other creature on which that works. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just making shit up. Start listening off. I said one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've proven my point. <laughs> so lazy, you guys. <laughs> I, I do like the visual though idea of like, oh, we need cold, and so. I could just I just pictured like an entire army of like instead of flamethrowers like dry ice throwers <laughs> works on terminators too works on liquid Where metal ones. is my super suit? <laughs> this is a great moment right yeah. here. What I'm saying is yeah. Frozone could Like I said, you you buy the premise either you know you're in or out at this point. It's yeah. like, you know, and I'm fine with it. Okay, you know, it's a movie. It's like, all right, I'll allow it. Good job. This guy looks kind of like Jackie Earl Haley. I swear yeah. it's William Fickner under there. I, I, <laughs> is that you, Bill? Bill, is that you? Bill, stop it. You're freaking me out. Yeah, really. <laughs> is it you? <laughs> that's just how he comes to play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Bill Fickner go, without makeup. Go, yeah, that's go, the weird thing. Go home, Bill. You're drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's those cheekbones. They, they, he was the only person they could cast that they get that sunken, yeah. hollow look in his cheeks. Come back. I was going to make espresso. <laughs> Oh, hey. Oh, hey. hey. I have it easy now. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, I have hey. all the diseases now. <laughs> they also clearly why felt... Is he, why is he carrying a toaster now? <laughs> they also That's the little bin he put all the diseases <laughs> I in. I know, I know. But uh, it, it was like, this was my prize. <laughs> um, clearly, they felt Peter Capaldi needed more to do as well, because now he's the narrator. Yeah. They walked right past him. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. A little moment for a product placement there. Although you can't really clearly yeah, see no, it. No, it's not product placement because they don't show it. That well, they been, did say the, Ma- the Mountain Dew can yeah. earlier. So That would have been... And now you can see it's clearly Pepsi, but it's all right. Um, so, yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, okay. Way to jump in the deep end. But wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay. This, this this theory is only just starting to be tested. <laughs> we have one data point. It looks yeah. promising, but oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. We didn't talk about the the music much at all. I I I really like the music in the movie. I think it's really effective. I do think it slightly jumps the gun in the scene because the triumphant music starts before the zombies get to him. <laughs> it, it had the, it had the opportunity to be a little more tense, to yeah, be like, uh... Like, this could have been a very bad call. Yeah. So as long as everyone gets AIDS, we're fine. <laughs> Which yeah, what? Well, but it, well, it must have been... Uh, clearly, it must have been something. Oh, well, it's we have the antidote. We cured this Yeah, years exactly. ago. Fortunately, you picked the smallpox. We have that yeah. one. Yeah, that's what he said. He said high mortality rate, but curable. And then, and then they're watching. They're like, "Oh boy, don't use that bottle. Yeah, Please, no, 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 don't no, no, use no. that bottle. <laughs> Not that one." <laughs> so wait a second. So tradi- actual diseases, real world diseases, don't ever have a ninety nine percent mortality rate. Uh, he didn't say ninety nine. He just said high. No, no. But, I'm saying I'm saying yeah. the zombies are oh, okay, yeah. real diseases, and presumably whatever he's using. It will not have a 99%. So if you get one of those injections, but then you're one of the, say, 70% of people that wouldn't die from this thing, 
do the zombies that's then, the thing. Does that yeah, you're infected, work but you're not? not necessarily terminal if yeah. you have a disease you might get through it oh we just gave everyone ebola for no reason yeah. <laughs> crap no it, i didn't think this could get worse it's more like you gave you know 100 percent of the population smallpox but only you know 40 percent of them would actually you know be really yeah. uh terminally yeah. ill as See, this is what happens when you start to try and unpeel this whole story yeah. logic it doesn't hold up even at the beginning so just whoo uh, but you just gotta let it go. And then we synthesized the thing and you know, blah 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 blah. You know how that we do that. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, it was a it was a strain of meningitis with uh H1N1. some smallpox and H one N one. And it's like, like that's you don't hey, it's not a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> you can't mix diseases. But there's, there's also the part where it's like, hey, it sounds like the sequel is going to have nothing to do with zombies at yeah. all, because that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. Exactly. The whole world has swine flu and bird flu at the same time, and we don't know what the hell to do at this point. We have swine bird pox ingitis. Swine bird pox ingitis, huh? <laughs> Ouch. Oh, come on, Dr. That's, House. It's never swine bird pox ingitis. <laughs> <laughs> no, weirdly enough, now it is always that. Swine bird pox ingitis. Okay, so so now now we're seeing and, oh, some okay. footage from the, the original... Um, like, oh, like this is the Battle of Moscow. Oh, oh, yeah. Was. yeah, so it's kind of one of those like, wow, this is a really amazing montage they put together here. <laughs> they spent a lot of money on this, this for some reason. This is a huge montage. I just like how right over the person saying, others have found a way to push back. They're showing footage of a guy just throwing like <laughs> throwing the office water <laughs> bottling <throwing> stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, really. Cut, 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 cut yeah. all this out. Cut all this out. Just, yeah, it's, well, what are we going to do now? Let's oh, wow. spend more money. Just nuke, I, wanna, I just want to stadium. talk to the like poor VFX people who work their asses off on a bunch of shit that just never. Yeah. Yeah, and it's well, at, least, every at, movie. Least, at least they got paid really well for it. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, sure, right. uh, sure they did. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Well, you know, representation. Yeah, man. So yeah, World War Z is wrapping Pretty, up the way it started with a, with a news montage. Yeah, because he yeah he's basically saying yeah the fight is just because because they wrote out the bits which were obviously leading to uh. The to be continued dot dot dot. And he was like, "Oh no, but it's not di- like there's more." I know it seems right? like we yeah. just resolved this. It seems like yeah. we're good, but actually, there's way there's there's way more to make <laughs> movies about. It's like if at the end of Toy Story, there's a title card that case. said, "Well, they're not as good friends as it, as yeah. it seems." Like there's I, there's still problems. I, I knew I know we make it look like they're friends now, but they're not guys. Actually, uh, and then like the point of Toy Story the, Two is the the dog with the spring is actually kind of a douchebag, as you'll no. soon find out. And just just guys just bring up the Jews <laughs> yeah. around oh, Slinky oh, Dog. He'll just, oh, he'll go off. He'll go off. This is fun, man. This is it's a really impressive thing that they pull off. This is I, talk about your hail marys against all odds. <laughs> yeah, against every conceivable metric <laughs> that said that this was going to be a huge disaster. They got yeah, a, see right there. It yeah, says Cardiff sequence, sequence yeah. co-producer. Yeah, so like it's a whole the other, other movie whole we shot. Other section. This movie works. It mostly works. I mean, we've got like what we had. We're like we we okay. So this the plane crash. We kind of go and the MacGuffin of the ending. We kind of go, but you know, overall, yeah. I, even awesome. even in the theater, you know, knowing all of that that baggage going in and expecting to be like just. Having one of those things, which I rarely do, but I was like, I have to see how much of a mess this is. Yeah. And then hearing Rotten Tomatoes, like, actually, it's yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's and it was, right. you know, it was such a given 
that this movie was going to be a total dog. Yeah. And all the reviews were like, I, you know, no one wanted to like put that foot out. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I kind of liked it. You know, yeah. it's like, what am I missing? How is everyone was waiting for the other shoe to drop? Yeah. yeah. Like, no one was. Gonna everyone like, needed to be the 10th man. I know this movie's terrible <laughs> and yet I can't figure out what's terrible yeah. about it. I, I was, I, I watched it and you know that, that whole sequence, it gets into it and you can feel if you, if you know that there is, there is a shift because of a, a reshoot, you feel when that starts in yeah. the movie, but only if you know that, you know, people who don't know that won't necessarily pick up on that immediately. It'll, it feels kind of right to do that. <laughs> and, but just watching, I'm sitting there in the theater going, I can't believe this is working. <laughs> this is working, and it's amazing. I'd, I'd like to hear, you know, I, I, I hope David Lynch came in for the pitch. He's like, okay, the third act, what happens is suddenly we're on the moon. It's a dream. And sequence. everyone's wearing wearing fetish gear. And it's... Everyone's these- in roller skates. <laughs> yes. I want five birds of different colors <laughs> and different temperaments. Thanks for coming in, Dave. So it scrolled by already, but I just wanted to point out that the military consultant's name was Billy Budd. Oh, right. Good for him. Of course, I was. I wonder. Of if course, they were. His name. <laughs> anyway, Brian yeah. World War Z. Yeah, um, it's same opinion as everybody else's. I, I, mean, I went any in, movie that Billy Budd does the military shit on. Yeah, <laughs> for me. Uh, I went in uh, with no expectations whatsoever, knowing and you know the story and how it wasn't going to be uh, the book, and I was just prepared to accept it on its own merits. And on its own merits, it 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 passes for me. I I enjoy it quite a bit. Michael Bergman's got yeah, Michael Zombie Scott. That's fine. There's there's. There are quibbles to be had, but um, as as a you know, this is this is the biggest zombie movie ever made. It's like, well, they pretty much nailed that, didn't yeah. they? So, uh, yeah, I think it's good. I mean, all they all, all things aside, we're watching the disc that I own because I was interested in the behind the scenes and stuff like that. Which, of course, they don't actually really talk about yeah. any of that. They at don't all. go behind all the scenes. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think. But, <laughs> Against all odds, it, it, it's a it, fine it, film. Yeah, Trey, you want to wrap it up? This is the most insane bit of alchemy ever. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think the what's what's interesting is, of course, now we live in this day and age where you know, geez, they cast another person in Star Wars, and we talk about that on Twitter for forty eight hours. It's you know, the movies can't get made in a vacuum. Someone needs to come out, and I know there are probably examples, but I want to hear someone needs to come out and tell us what classic movie was just as screwed up and as this one. Oh, you want to know a movie that had no chance of ever working? Chinatown. Yeah, Chinatown. Let me tell you what went on in Chinatown. They made uh, up that whole thing with the water at the last minute. Well, yeah. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now was certainly yeah. we kind of knew about that one because it was so high profile. I know that I know from a friend who worked on Galaxy Quest that the vibe on the set of Galaxy Quest was this is a disaster. <laughs> this the movie has no idea what. Is what it is um, and, and, may, and may well have been you know kind of saved in editing by kind of figuring out what that movie needed to be so, but uh, you know I, I want to know like what is the classic movie that if you only knew the story was just as messed up as this one but it's a beloved classic because the end result was great Wizard of Oz maybe That'd Wizard be, of Oz certainly yeah. had its problems and, and was not you know had three different directors coming and I, going and I, I always point out you know people talk about there's a lot of movies unfortunately now that that start shooting without a finished script and uh, that usually doesn't work out but just playing devil's advocate whenever people freak out about that I go Empire Strikes Back didn't have a finished script yeah. when they started shooting that so yep yeah 
Cool. So this has been What Are You Doing Movie? You can always find more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com. Go to the forum, involve yourself in the conversation. It's a great community of people and it's growing every single week. Twitter.com slash friends in your head. Facebook friends in your head. Friends in your head at gmail.com. Buy our shirts. Give us money. The website. Let's see. Uh, uh, Holden Hill designed and maintained the website. Yeah. And until next time, my name is Steve <laughs> Christie. Brian Vitter. Nice job. Jay Stokes. And this has been What Are You Doing Movie? Thank you for listening. Good night. Good night. I was, just, I was suddenly thinking, like, does the outro take about. 12 seconds <laughs> and he broke down Ten, around six get nine, ready get ready eight, <laughs> seven six five hey, hold it hold hold and he'll <laughs> no but seriously i am not feeling very well <laughs> okay that's why i don't want to bite yeah. you yeah <laughs> i can smell i can smell that you're not biteable I smell like strawberries <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> AIDS smells like strawberries. That's the takeaway from <laughs> this episode. Right. I think we all, you know, this. <laughs> we all learned something you know, here. You know, what I love about what you, you, know what, you know what I love about what are you doing movie? It's that it touches you here. Yeah. And it touches you here. It touches you here. <laughs> and sometimes it touches you in places you can only show on the doll. <laughs> show me on the doll where the podcast touched you. <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com.